Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to listen to the incomparable Win Twice Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Scott and Holly. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be entertained. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 8 of the Win Twice Wrestling Podcast alongside your co-host Scott and Holly. Hello. How was your new year Holly? It was good what I remember of it. I was going to say, did you have a little <laughs> bit too much sauce? Maybe, maybe. Well I could tell by the voice messages. Oh god. Oh yeah. they were lovely though. Oh no. It's nice to know you're appreciated. Mushy. It was, yeah. I didn't quite it. understand the voice message that you left. You're yeah. Like, Let's just hit it. Yeah. <laughs> You don't remember that? No, I don't. I'll have, I would no, come back, but you hate not. your voice. Not, no. on, not on the air, my phone's no. downstairs. But it's nice to know I'm appreciated. Yeah, I'll say of course. That. But I'm glad you had a nice time. Um, so, this episode was your picking, wasn't it? And, and that there was, it was. There was a bit of an issue. Oh, there was. Do you want to explain to the people listening what the issue was? So, initially, I wanted to watch um, an NXT, I don't know what you call it, show. Takeover? Yeah. Yeah. And I picked the one I wanted. And then when I came to watch it, I realised it was a two-parter. Yeah, I think it was Stand and Deliver 2020. Yeah, and the one I'd chosen was like day two. Yeah. And I was like, this is confusing, let's just... Because w- when we do that, we can do part one, one exactly. episode, part two, the other. Makes yeah, sense. so, so what we did you scrapped that. Yeah. And then I pulled it out the bag <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> went for King of the Ring. 2002. So, I guess the question is, how did you eventually <laughs> land upon this show? So, I went to the uh, historical pay-per-views section. And it went back beyond 2017. Who'd have thought I it? I know, right? I know. And I looked at it, and you know what? I looked, uh, uh, I looked at it briefly, and I thought, there'll be no John Cena. There'll be no Randy Orton. Let's just. give it a go. Why not? Yeah, this was just... So, you actually did it intentionally to yes. avoid... Yes. Seeing beefy thighs oh. and crew cut. Yes. Okay, I respect that. Just because, you know. And also, I thought you won't expect that I'll have picked something in 2002. Even though, like, there's a fairly sweet spot for both of us, yeah. because that's kind of when we're in our yeah. formative years watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, there's none of your favourites on here, like Edge I really here. hoped that Jeff, Jeff might be here. on it. Matt Hardy appears in the background he briefly. Does. He does. But, but apart no. from that, I'd say there's only one of you. And they're not a favourite necessarily, but they always no. do get get you going, oh. get your engine revving, <laughs> don't they, just? As it were. Yeah. Um, which again we will get to as we go through the show. But yeah, so episode eight is WWE King of the Ring 2002. Mm-hmm. Took place on the 23rd of June 2002 at the Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio. Attendance on the night was 14,198 with a buy rate of 320,000. So it's not a particularly strong buy mm-hmm. rate towards the end of the Attitude Era. I don't know if we're still classing 2002 June as the end of the Attitude Era or if that's kind of merging into the John Cena era, the Ruthless Aggression Era. Oh, yeah. But as he's not on the scene yet, I'll still class it as being the end of the Attitude Era. But looking at some of the other pay-per-views that we've seen, because obviously this was still a pay-per-view era, yeah. wasn't a premium live event. Right. In 2005, like I said, we looked at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. and we've seen other shows around that era. So SummerSlam, I think, was double the, the buy rate of this, okay. and this was still supposed to be in a hotter period for wrestling. So it's not a great buy rate, but King of the Ring, historically, yep. hasn't been a massive pay-per-view show for them. I like the idea behind yeah. King of the Ring, so... In terms of the concept mm-hmm. of King of the Ring, what did you know about it? So I vaguely remembered from back in the day of it being like a 
I don't know how you would, how I would actually describe it. But you know, like football teams, like you play you, that person goes on to the like next FA round. Cup, knockout. Effectively, I'll call it a tournament. Yes, because it is. So I do remember it being a thing. Yeah. I didn't remember there being a, like a semi-final. Yeah. And a final in one. Well, they've done it on other shows where they've had Dang. multiple matches. I think. Was it 2000 year Kurt Angle won it? Mm. I think he had three matches oh, wow. on the night, um, which is interesting. It shows stamina as well, so I think it gives the person a lot of credit because they have yeah. to appear on that show for a long yeah. period of time as well. Um, but the one thing I didn't like to start off with, because I like the King of the Ring as a concept, I like the Royal Rumble as a concept, I like Money mm-hmm. in the Bank, because for me it's signalling who the next Big threat thing is. is. Yeah, yep. No pun intended, obviously, well. on that. But we kind of get an idea of who they're looking to move yes. to. Yes, who's going to get champion. the next push, basically. Basically. So it's always felt like it should be treated as important to mm-hmm. me. And the thing I didn't like about how this show started off, because we start with an opening package, and it shows the history of the King of the Ring. Yes. doesn't really show the history fully. It shows the very recent history of what they wanted to show. Okay. So I think so. the opening package suggests that King of the Ring started in 1993, because yeah. it shows Bret Hart winning Yes. It. I said, but this just isn't the case. I said, and then I actually went and specifically looked back. Oh, so I knew okay. who the first winner was, but oh, I didn't okay. know when I'm it was. So we've ready got... for my educating here. So we've got all the winners here. So we've got uh, Don Morocco, won it in 1985. Who, so the first ever the King of the Ring. Harley Race, won it in 1986. Randy Savage in 87. Okay. Ted DiBiase in 88. Tito Santana in 1989 and Bret Hart in 1991. They didn't do it in 92, but then 93 is where they picked up from. Oh, we saw Bret Hart, Owen Hart, That's weird that they Edge, would just Angle. start from there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Triple H won it as well. Stone Cold won it. So it's got quite a bit of prestige mm. going into it. And the fact that they chose not to show it going back yeah. as far as they did, I don't know what the purpose of that was. No. I think they either thought that the audience wouldn't care yeah. about that because the people involved hadn't like betrayed WWE they weren't in their bad books right, so there's no reason for yeah. them to not show them mm-hmm. WCW was dead and buried and a lot of these people never went apart from Bret Hart mm. never went to WCW oh, anyway okay. so I don't really kind of get why they yeah. didn't show it but selective history annoys me oh, yeah. and uh, it, yeah it started off out. I thought because I'm pretty sure that you wouldn't know who um, had won absolutely it absolutely not and, no. but at least I reckon you know most of those names um, a couple in passing so yes. you'd know Randy Savage of course you'd know Harley Race I know I, I know the name if you showed if I saw them yeah, I'd go would. oh it's that I person. think you'd probably recognise all of them apart from maybe Don Morocco and Tito Santana that is correct well, so we get you know me well. Educational pieces <laughs> coming forward, um, and then yeah, we just go into seeing Jr. and the King mm-hmm. welcome us to the show. The classic combination of the Attitude Era back yes. on commentary. I think the other show that we saw around this time, um, so it would have been what Survivor Series two thousand one. Mm-hmm. We did in an earlier show. Yeah, this was um, obviously Heyman had been removed from commentary. The Alliance mm-hmm. had lost the battle. They brought the king back to commentary because they removed oh, him I see. as part of the alliance taking yep. over. And I think there was backstage reasons as well mm-hmm. why they did it. They wanted to take him away. For it. I can't remember if this was an allegation period. No, right. Either way, that the classic duo are back on the announce team, and we don't get a tour of uh, the international announcers. No. And my tape isn't playing in German, so oh, okay, going, good. Going really well so good. far. Going really well. Before we get into it too much, yeah. now, hmm. King of the Ring, yep. they don't do it as a separate thing. It's no. like a, this is a King of the Ring match rather than a... No, they so they or, do a tournament, but it's a bastardised version of it. So right. I just feel like all the meaning's gone out of it. So you had, like, Seamus has won it. Bad News Barrett. Corbin. 
Corbyn has won. I knew that one. Xavier Woods has won it. Right, okay. And they don't really It's not do necessarily anything. now the person's not going to get like the big old push. No, it's... it's very much been devalued from a... Mm-hmm. Not a career-making opportunity, but I guess it was, to be fair, at one point, to very much a king of the mid-card. Okay. That's what it feels like to okay. me. I feel like it's just been... It's only because when I when I'd decided on this show, yeah. I then went and searched, like, okay, I'll let search for King of the Ring, and they all came up, and then I saw, I mean, I did see the one that had Baron Corbin's face on it, but and I looked at the length, and I was like, it's 40 minutes. Yeah. I'm so confused. I'm like, oh, they're not separate events anymore. It's no, just included it within, like, a episode of whatever. Yeah, basically, that's what they did. So they right. do it over a few Raws, a few mm-hmm. Smackdowns. And then might crown them at a pay-per-view. Right, But okay. oftentimes it's not even done like that. So to me, it's kind of pointless. They okay. tr- should treat the King of the Ring... Do you remember how we were talking during Evolution about how I like the idea of the May Young Classic and what yes. it presented? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of a proving ground for younger women. Yeah. If you don't want to do that, turn the King of the Ring and make the Queen of the Ring as well yeah. and do tournaments like that. Make it its Good own idea. thing. Put a pay-per-view in... I don't know. I feel like it's just a missed opportunity again yeah. that they're not capitalising on. Um, but yeah, anything else that you wanted to? No, go that's over? my questions are done. For no, now. That's like I said, as I'm rattling through, because I've done extensive notes. Of course, as as I usually tend to do for these things. So if at any point you have anything yep. you want to shout out, please okay. do interrupt me. I'm only concerned about what notes I've got because the last one it wasn't even the last show because that was about the women. It was the one before, and all of a sudden it was just comments about things that I didn't even remember, like thighs and thighs, all of yes. the shop. So we'll see. We'll see what I thought. Uh, when we get there I assume Prosecco was on hand I did actually have two yes because I got the picture with the thumbs up when I asked you if you were watching it so yeah so we start off with our opening match of the night Mm -hmm. and it's Chris Jericho against Rob Van Dam in the King of the Rings semi-final match very happy with this match it's a good it's a strong show starter isn't it I like the combination of these two together I could watch it all day long because similar in stature yep similar ability levels they're different though they bring different aspects to the table But they've both still got... It's still kind of equally matched, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so in theory, this is a match between two highly respected people Mm -hmm. in the company and who've got fairly decent positioning on the card. Yeah. Chris Jericho had not long since come off his first undisputed champion reign. So he was probably deemed to be higher in the pecking order against Rob Van Dam, who even though he was a massive thing in ECW... Mm -hmm big part of the alliance when they did the whole alliance versus WWF thing but he's the intercontinental champion now so it feels a little bit even though I don't necessarily agree with this but I could see how it could be viewed like that from the outside like a bit of a step down for Jericho so he was put in the main event scene and went oh actually let's pull you back a little bit and that's probably doing Rob Van Dam a disservice but I think that's how a lot of people might have viewed it but again as you said the combination of the two on paper is good this is my type of match yes. as well yeah um so i'm sure you've got some comments on this and again please oh, feel jump free in to jump in all over and i will stop talking i promise yeah so we've got jericho in peak form as i'm sure holly will agree peak, yep <laughs> this is the era of jericho for me the if only i could exception, package him yeah this is this is how i'm packaging him bar one exception i'd say Connor. facial oh. hair is a bit uh, bit yeah. odd it's not his best like he's had good facial hair we've yeah. had shorter stubbly yes. kind of thing that works mm-hmm. but the whole chin strap you're not a fan yeah, it's a bit billy goat <laughs> just a little bit billy goat but again apart from that yeah this is pretty much the peak for me yeah 
my favourite era of Jericho mm -hmm. was his late portion of, from an aesthetic yes. perspective, from late WCW okay. or his very early part of WWF where he had like his hair kind of tied oh, up right. in a long po like part of it in a ponytail yeah. and the rest just hanging down when he interrupted The Rock. Uh, Do you remember okay. him yeah. making his debut? Yeah. That for me was his oh, physical okay. pick. So you you'd put it. him in a, that's how you'd package him up. If I was doing a physical representation yeah. of the best era of Jericho, that's okay. the one for me. Yep. So this is a little bit after it, but I could okay. allow it taking oh, away you, the facial you'll hair. You'll allow it. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'm very generous, <laughs> very magnanimous, as I'm sure you'll agree. And RVD and unquestionably my favourite of his ring gear. Oh, so good. It's just... So good. We always talk about his... Um, He's allowed to wear a unitard. I said, I said singlet, but yes, unitard. I forgot the... <laughs> The typical phrasing of it, yeah. And that's the exact outfit that he's got on, yes, on the shelf, on, uh, shelf. on my shelf of uh, Figgy Collectibles. <laughs> um, I put on paper, this is a great match to start the pay-per-view. Yeah, for sure. A few hold exchange to start off before quick arm drags and both miss drop kicks. Mm -hmm. So I quite like the bit where they both go out for a drop kick at the same time and they miss it. Yes. One thing that can be frustrating about that to me, and it's not in this case, is that you've seen it before, and it tends to be more in older wrestling, is when someone misses a drop kick, mm. even though they're landing effectively the same way, they sell it like they've hurt themselves. But you always land yeah, even like if that. You, even if you, even hit, if you them, hit it, it's you're, in fact, you're pushing yourself off someone, so would that not hurt yeah. more? But anyway, that, like I said, they didn't fall foul of it, but it's something that I, I like to, to pick up on. Uh, we then get RVD going uh, into Jericho's face with a classic Rob Van Dam. Yes. Uh, which you've got to love. Oh, just, it doesn't get boring. Yeah. And the crowd never don't join in with that no. as well. It's amazing for someone, because Rob Van Dam is so charismatic in the ring. Mm -hmm. And when he's not talking, very charismatic. And then he talks and it's gone. Okay. Do you not agree? <laughs> like when he, like the only time I've ever seen Rob Van Dam be charismatic when he talks is when he's not given line by line of what to say. If he's actually passionate about yeah. something, he comes across very well. So anything where he's talking about being proud of ECW, this kind of stuff, that all felt quite natural yeah. and was good. But anything else like, whatever, dude. Like, it's oh, just... Oh, I see. It okay. takes away from him because he's so, so good in the ring. Mm -hmm. You probably have a different... I just We'll just move on. Okay, fine. <laughs> I feel like... I get what you're saying, but because I don't have that knowledge i suppose probably of okay or memory my yeah. memory is shite yeah so probably because i don't he does it a little bit remember it on. yeah yeah we'll get, yeah yeah get okay there. so y2j slaps rvd who immediately mm -hmm. kicks him straight in the face yeah which got a great reaction from Didn't me it just? it's so good just because as quick as a slap is rvd throws his leg just as quick yeah and that's going to hurt more than a slap absolutely. so i'm absolutely fine with that so we see a rolling monkey flip and spinning leg drop is greeted with a small, very small ECW chant. Uh -huh. I'm wondering how many shows we're going to see where we get an ECW chant. Because it's any time someone from ECW does something yes. or any bit of hardcore mm -hmm. weaponry gets involved, foreign objects, as some would call them, we always get a bit of an ECW chant. And even though there's nothing hardcore about this because it's Rob Van Dam, we get a little ECW yeah. smattering. Leg Larrick by Jericho sends RVD to the apron, but the following Spring Broad attack misses Spring Broad there. Spring Broad. Spring Broad. Um, so he jumps to the middle rope, goes to go over the top, because normally he hits like a... Well, normally he does that and then hits a drop kick in the yeah. ring. But for whatever reason, he just jumped, went straight over the top, missed everything. So <laughs> that was great. 
Uh, Ovidi capitalises with a flying senton over the top to the floor that Jericho was barely there for. Oh my god, literally looks like in the last second he moves to effectively get it, but it looks like it takes his head off. Yeah, what was weird about the camera angle on that, and I've mentioned the uh, camera work in WWE before, and I mm-hmm. continue to forget the name of the guy who was in charge of it, okay. and it's come to me, and it's mainly because he's now recently been let go or decided right. to go from WWE, Kevin Dunn. Okay. So Kevin Dunn was one of, he's been with Vince for decades Mm. decades and decades and his production quality is pretty good but on this one i feel like they made it look quite awkward because the camera angle was really low Mm -hmm. so it's almost like the cameraman was lying on the floor and in many ways it kind of saved the blushes of the move itself because even though and you can hear the smack oh yeah of rvd hitting the floor but it didn't look like it was as bad as it probably was no if they'd done the normal camera angle, but I knew you'd have uh, strong yeah. strong opinions on that. The thing is, it's, I prefer I prefer that over a suicide dive, which seems mad. I don't know why, but to me, I feel like if you're going over the top, if you're going to do a somersault over the top, your head is effectively saved rotationally. But you can break your spine. Exactly, it makes no sense. But if you do a suicide dive, you can catch you can go through, catch your feet, and then you're. Effect. Which I agree with, but when we discussed about the spear through the middle ropes, yeah, you I said you prefer that, and that to me I is just, more. I risky. don't know. It's it's every time I see something else, I'm like, oh. I also think it depends who's doing it. True. For some reason, I I watch I would watch RVD and be like, fine. Yeah, because like, yeah, he's got the ability. I'm all right with it. Part of me also <laughs> makes me think he's made of rubber as well. Like, so you just bounce yeah. and just get on with it. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah, I don't know. But I did see that and I went, Oh, it does look like Jericho it literally took Jericho's head off and he's only done that to save yeah. what he can of R V D absolutely smashing into the floor. And I don't know if you noticed this or if it's a subconscious thing, but every time we talk about a potential neck or back related mm-hmm. injury, your hands go to your neck oh, and for you sure. support yourself every <laughs> single time. And you do that. I nearly pointed it out right away, but you were talking oh. so I didn't want to interrupt. But Yeah, it just I can't it uh, yeah. So we go back to the ring. We see a springboard sidekick uh, connects for, by RVD, but Y2J kicks the ref into the ropes, crotching Van Dam, which is a theme of the night. Honestly, if we saw this once, we must have seen it about 20 times. We did, like in later matches. Jesus. Everyone's getting bollocked. Everyone's it's very crotch heavy. It's a dick-punching society that Isn't we're involved it? in 2002. I forgot it was so such a thing, I'll yeah, be ev- honest. Every song was done by Papa Roach at this, <laughs> <laughs> this period of time, and it was just a hey, dick-punching world. Don't knock Papa Roach. No, I, I'm nothing wrong with Papa Roach. Is that, they're on yeah, my Spotify playlist. But... Yeah, there's a lot of dick moves. Yeah, basically. Say. Yeah, uh, But anyway, whatever floats the boat. I don't really like the springboard sidekick. I don't mind. Rob Van Damme's probably the exception yes. for it, only because when you're landing on one leg... I'd like to know that your knee is going to remain in its socket. Only because I've seen someone who shouldn't be up the top rope mm-hmm. jump off the top rope land on one leg and his oh, leg snaps no, in you. half and you just see it yep. flopping mm-hmm. and it's and this was about two years before this happened a year or two years before this different company but still it's oh yeah yeah and um, but again rvd i don't think ever had an issue actually doing this mm-hmm. because he's so damn flexible and does this stuff yeah. for fun so it, it was okay but it still makes me wince every time uh, we see a double underarm superplex from oh, I liked that. RVD, which sends him flying. And RVD's selling the back quite well mm-hmm. in this. He makes proper yeah. noises. And I believe that it actually <laughs> hurts. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that plays the theme into the later part of the show as well. <laughs> uh, and then I've said 
RVD attempts a unique leg trip pin. I didn't know what to call that. No. But he like rolled up the legs with his own legs and yeah. then tried to pin him down. But I couldn't remember I the name quite of that. quite cool, but yeah, I just <laughs> didn't even try. I was like, something's gone on with his legs. There's a pin. Love that. <laughs> something is going on with his legs. And then we get Jericho removing the top turnbuckle. Also not the last time we'd see this in oh, the show. Oh, God. Honestly. Uh, and as the ref goes to replace it, RVD has a small package. Obviously, the ref doesn't see it. And I wasn't just talking about his junk there. <laughs> uh, Y2J again with a skull-crushing finale that gets a two. And I really don't remember him hitting this move. No. But he's done it on, what, two or three of the shows that we've yeah. seen. And I have no recollection of this. Jericho chokes Rob Van Dam with a wrist tape, but misses on a guillotine leg drop attempt over the rope. So again, crotches yeah. himself on the middle rope. Uh, Van Dam dodges a shoulder charge uh, in the corner and Jericho continues uh, to miss corner attacks. Like I noticed every time Jericho ran to attack Van Dam in the corner, mm-hmm. he missed or was yeah. kicked. or And it was about four or five times. Yeah. And normally I don't notice that, but I was like, just stop stop it. Yeah. Stop trying. It's not working. Do the only else. thing for me was that I was like, it, it played for me into what would happen. Yep. Because, of course, well, something's running towards you. Just move. Yep. And I was like, at least it's keeping with that yeah. but also it's the same thing over and over again and again we know it's a put on but surely if you keep trying the same thing over and over again yeah. and getting the same result that's the definition of insanity do something else <laughs> uh, we see another springboard kick uh, into a step over kick which I really like and I called mm-hmm. it a step over kick because I don't know what to call it but it's when he catches the boot of the other guy steps over it and then swings his yes. back leg round catches them mm-hmm. inside the head very unique to Rob Van Dam but always liked it we then get a leaping Enziguri by Y2J, showing that he can also throw yes. kicks, and it was good. Yes. Well done. Um, it leads to an exchange of counters that end with RVD landing on his head from oh a released German suplex. Yes. No, oh, it made me very uncomfortable. But it was a good visual, and Rob Van Dam is such a good seller. Yeah. It actually looked very safe. It's just the yeah. way he landed high on his shoulders and then crumbled. Yeah. It, it was good. Very well mm-hmm. done. We get an awkward hot shot by RVD. Uh, leads to a, a split-legged moonsault. Yeah. Uh, then we get the Wolves Jericho Jericho accounted for a close two. That was, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm sorry. Logically, yeah. I know this is pointless. It's me saying this, but I'm going to do it. RVD. Yeah. Is flexible as fuck. Okay. Wolves of Jericho can do nothing to him. If you lean far back enough, okay. it will. He just, he's not a just, Russian contortionist. Have or... you seen some of the videos that are out there of him doing the split. box split weightlift? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's insane. Yeah, oh no, that's that. Yeah, but he's not bending. I oh, know, but I just, you know, you look at it and you just think, he's well, alright. That's why I like the variant that Chris Jericho doesn't often hit, but he tends to do it with more flexible people where he'll move one of his legs mm. and put his knee in the back. Okay. And bend back, so he's putting extra torque right. and pressure point yeah. on it, that makes which sense. is he probably could do that with RVD, and I don't think he does because no. I know he hits the the. Well, he said the lion salt there. He hits the walls of Jericho later, but I don't think mm-hmm. he does that. Um, then we get RVD's faces bounced off the exposed turnbuckle, and even with his feet on the top rope, RVD still kicks out. So Jericho is clambering all over them to try and yeah. put this one to bed. The referee didn't see it though, oh, at no point. That. Even though Jericho's literally in front, right on, in front of him, feet on the top rope, oh, didn't yeah. see it. The refs are another theme of things that irritate oh, me in this yes, show. Yeah, it's best I don't <laughs> start. <laughs> so we see Van Dam go to the top rope, but he misses the five-star frog splash. Yeah. Uh, but the lion soap, lion soap, 
Lion's soap, but the lion's salt that Jericho hits yeah. afterwards does connect, but yes. only gets a two. This I like. So RVD goes to hit a hurricane rana, yeah. but Jericho catches him, then yes. turns that into the walls of Jericho. Yes, that was very nice. I like that. Very I always nice. like that. Especially when it doesn't look like it's completely contrived. Yeah. Um, this felt good. Um, Y2J then uh, kicks Jericho, who crotches himself on the top rope. So that's the third. We're in match one. Three yeah. dick punches. Although this one was weird because he was. So the camera was like right behind RVD. Yes. And you could see Jericho was up there. Yeah. Didn't see RVD move though. And I was like, was he meant to? Does he do? Does he do something that you just can't see because of the camera angle? Well, I wrote down. I don't know. RVD kicks him, so I don't know oh. if he kicks his leg out and then. Jericho. Oh, maybe because it was so quick. Maybe I just didn't see it for. I'd, I'd like to think I wouldn't have guessed because I feel like no, if you, I hadn't seen it, I'd have commented exactly. what the hell happened no. there. Uh, but yeah, I'll back myself on that. Yeah. One. Uh, and then as he's crawling away, which I thought was really good, so Jericho's just trying to pull himself away from RVD. RVD with one leap goes to the top rope hits the five star frog splash yeah. and advances to the final now what i really liked about this is the way he hit the move jericho's kind of in an awkward position mm-hmm. and rvd just put something over him yeah. three that's brilliant don't I need like to that. move him to face the just camera hook the leg absolutely not just get whatever pin you can and that's i really like that so well done to, yes. to both of the guys on this enjoyed that and then we hear the it should have um, stopped here yeah it definitely should have well I put, we hear the unmistakable voice of Howard Finkel announce the winner, and I miss him. Aww. Yeah, I think he died a couple of years ago now, or maybe a bit longer. Um, but he was just such... That's the voice, announcing voice okay. of my childhood. He was, obviously, before Lillian Garcia. Yes. I know you're more of a Lillian Garcia girl. <laughs> yeah, it Howard makes me Finkel sound ridiculous, is, but yes. I just miss, like, especially for the Royal Rumble, just okay. hearing him announce it at the beginning. Yeah. It's great. And then we get uh, King jumps into the ring Ooh. to interview RVD. Why he only does it for this match, I don't know. Yeah. He said, oh, I'm going to see if I can get an interview. No. I just wish he didn't, because what did we gain from this? Well, this is where I put here, I said, and I remember how bad RVD's promos are when he's told exactly what to say and it's not natural. And he goes, whatever, I don't care if it's Test, Brock Lesnar, or Godzilla. Yeah. Well, I would. (laughs) Ridiculous. I I don't want to have a match with Brock Lesnar, but I'd rather take him on than a fucking 120-foot dinosaur. Yeah, Yeah, I think I'd fancy my chances more against him. And then Y2J jumps him, puts him in the walls of Jericho yeah. as he screams, I'm the king of I'm the, the world. I'm the king of the world. <laughs> yeah, which was a song that he later did with his band Fozzie. Oh. Yeah. So, again. I get the whole the Jericho coming back thing. Fine, that didn't anger me. Yeah. I can get out of the ring. What do, you, what do you think about his, because um, when he puts people in uh, submission moves, he's either going, ask him. Yeah. Or, I tap. I tap as if the rest go, oh, he said I tap. Like, for me, like, you go, oh, Jericho just said I tap. So you've quit. Oh, I see. Get out. Yeah, but I, I do. I, I don't think that. No, I quite that like deep. it, though. I do quite like it. <laughs> then we go backstage. I, oh, I can't bear these. Considering I picked this, after this match and we went backstage, I was like, kill me. <laughs> just kill me. Why have I, I done this? Match. Why have I done this? I like the match. It's all the. It's all the backstage shite there's a few of them isn't there well, to mm-hmm. be fair we still get the same shite on the current shows I know but for some reason it's more bearable I don't know if it is no I enjoyed a few of these backstage segments yeah. whereas I really don't I mean do you remember what was his name that celebrity guy I don't know because I literally was just thinking about that one I remember I was like, his name he said John Leslie that's very no, I don't. the person. guy that was with Nudo oh yeah yeah that was too much for me oh dear 
So we see Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. We do. Brock's said, in his pants. Yeah, Brock's in his pants. He's ready to go. Well, he's about. He's got to go out. Yeah. He's like the next match up. But Heyman does a great job of hyping up Brock. Did they put Paul Heyman with Brock Lesnar because at this point Brock's skills at having a personality were awful? Uh, yeah, he wasn't a good talker. Right. Uh, I think he, he was. I think he says like two words. Yeah, he's a bit. He was a bit of a loose cannon, right. as you can tell the way he talks mm-hmm. now. He's. Like go, Brock, don't swear. Shit, fuck. You're like, so I suppose oh, okay. to actually give him a chance at actually staying in the company. And could you put him with a better hype man? Oh, perfect pairing. Than Heyman. Perfect pairing. But I think it's because they actually created a, a backstage uh, bond. Actually, nice. Heyman linked him and went. This guy is the, as he said, the next big yeah. thing. And his hype work here for Brock is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Saying that he's uh, more imposing than Godzilla or any Japanese monster as they are fake. He used the F word. Oh dear. He said Brock is real. The next big thing. I said I hate to break it to Paul but pro wrestling is fake mate. Predetermined. <laughs> Predetermined. He's going to be gutted when he finds that out oh. I tell you. But it was a good way It was a good way of yeah. using what obviously RVD had said to yeah. then you know throw it back in his face and we go straight into the, the second semi-final yes, of the night. We did. We see one of your boys. Oh. We see Test against Brock Lesnar. It looks like he just got out of the shower. He did, yeah. Probably did. All the baby oil. I wonder if that woman mm. from uh, Survivor Series oh, 2001 yeah. was oiling <laughs> him up still... so he hit the light right. <laughs> so funny. Fucking Julie. So Tess looking absolutely yoked. Oh, isn't he just? Full gerbil cheeks inflated. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure Holly's happy. Yep, I was. <laughs> I said Lesnar looks utterly intimidating. Mm-hmm. Even then, with oh, a yeah. young face, he just yeah. looks like a scary, scary dude. He came from OVW, right? He did. Because there was a sign in the crowd, and I was like, yes, I know this now. Yep. Whereas back then, I'd have been like, what? Well, effectively, the graduating class was him, Batista, mm-hmm. Randy Orton, John Cena. So uh, okay. the big four from, from that era, uh, or at least the next generation that came through. I said, he looks like a light, uh, he's like a wild animal ready to hunt. Yeah. He just... I think he's only about 22, 23 here as well. Um, I think he was... Oh, maybe not this match, but later on I think I do some. I did do some age Googling later oh, okay. on. But I'm pretty sure he was... 20, I think it, 25's in my head. He might have been, actually. I think it's 25. When he won the world ti- the championship, that record was beaten by Randy Orton, who I think was 24 when he won it. So you're probably right, actually. Okay. Um... Sorry, I'm just saying if I wrote it, but I think he's about 25, but you're, still... Yeah, yeah. you're bang on. I think you're probably, Thank to you. be fair, exactly right. A complete contrast from the first semi-final. This is two monsters ready to battle. I actually really enjoyed this. I did. Yeah. And I didn't think I would. I Yeah, I thought, this is going to be boring. And then I was like, oh, actually... I think I might have underappreciated Test. Mm. Because his match with Edge at Survivor Series 2001, I thought he looked better than Edge did. Yeah. And in this match, yeah, he was doing some things. Very impressive things. Which which we'll get to in a second. <laughs> but it was impressive. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe I'm misremembering Tess. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking about him when he had his shorter hair and it was just not as oh, good. Oh, yeah, maybe. That, maybe that's what stuck in my head. Yeah. But we start with a long collar and elbow tie-up, which sees mm-hmm. two men struggle for physical supremacy. Of course. I put... Because they're big, big beefy men. They are slapping big, beefy. And it's not often, I mean, I don't know, maybe back then, I'm not sure. I know there's like big, tall wrestlers. I'm not saying there's not. But it was, it's quite a rare sight to see someone, in my eyes, 
tower, not tower above him, but like yeah. be bigger than Brock. And actually, yes, okay, Brock is more muscular than Tess, but like you say, he's still absolutely jacked. It's different kind, it's kind of, of like a, muscular. To yeah. Me. Whereas, how do I describe it? Brock at this point had the Johnny Bravo esque, like he was a triangle. Not okay. skinny, but like like a thinner, slice of Toblerone. Thinner waist, big shoulders. Yes, big big shoulders. Mm. Whereas Test was sorry, my stomach is rumbling. I don't think we'll be able to hear it on the audio, <laughs> but it's a real it's trick really seeing loud, you try and suppress this. So sorry. That's fine. Um, whereas Test was more to me like muscly, all over. It was more like a not a cylinder because it makes it sound like he's inflated, tubby, but he's he's not got the triangle shape. No, I know what you mean. It's kind Jack, of cuboid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... Just different kinds of muscles. And his is. is all in his pecs. Oh, when he moves them up and down, I'm sorry. It's like I'm hypnotised. Brilliant, yeah. <laughs> but you're not shallow, so that's all right. No, I'm not. I'm just looking at his tits. Brilliant. See, if I say that about a woman, it's yes, a whole different issue. Definitely. I'm not allowed to say that? No, okay, fine. We see a series of shoulder tackles by Brock in the corner, and we hear Goldberg chants. Oh. This is before Goldberg came into the company. Okay. Uh, Goldberg's, I think came in a little bit later maybe the rumours were that he'd already signed but I know right. he came in later in 2002 if not early 2003 okay. I feel like it was early 2003 now that I've said that but it shows that a lot of comparisons could be made between the way they were building Brock Lesnar in comparison to Goldberg so I don't know how much you're aware of the WCW side of things probably not a lot nope. um, Goldberg's whole build was he was undefeated Okay. so they started off with he'd just come out kill a jobber. So do you know what, I've just used the word jobber there. Do you know what that means? Where they just put someone like pointless in the ring and just absolutely smash there them. to be beaten basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, well, when I've seen it, it's been like local yeah. wrestlers. Yeah, that is effectively the the epitome of oh, that okay. word. But yeah, so they brought Goldberg in. Um, so Goldberg had a career in the NFL. I think he played yes. for the Atlanta Falcons. He then left it. I think he had a bad injury. Couldn't carry on his NFL career left it got trained at WCW's power plant facility mm. and they just knew they had something with Goldberg because I think WWE were trying to actually or WWF at the time were trying to bring Goldberg in because they saw the potential in the crossover athlete side and WCW did very well with him by just having him mow down person after person after person and it created this undefeated streak it got to the point where they would claim he'd have more matches than there were days. Almost so one week on Nitro, he'd have been, let's say, 25-0. and 0, And then the next week on Nitro, he's 36-0. and 0. Oh, He hasn't had that many okay. matches, but it carried on all the way to like 170-0. Right. Had a title shot for the World Championship, mm-hmm. and it just went from there. And you could see with the way that WWE were treating Brock Lesnar, yeah. that they saw him as an equivalent of Goldberg with what they could do with him. Because Lesnar himself, NCAA heavyweight champion Mm -hmm. in 2000, got all the natural ability in the world, athleticism, power, strength. And as much as people might criticise him for what he did, I think on his day he was a very good wrestler. Mm -hmm. He's a different beast now to what he was then. Because he used to have some really good matches. There's one in particular, and we won't... Well, we could see it because it was on an episode of SmackDown. It wasn't a Mm -hmm. pay-per-view. He had an Ironman match with Kurt Angle for an hour. Wow. And it was really good. An hour? Really good. Imagine Brock Lesnar going an hour now. Jesus. No. He sweats just getting to the ring. I know. 
Oh, well, I'm sure I would as well. Yeah. Because I'm a fat piece of shit. <laughs> no. But Lesnar's just, like, if he's suffering. But anyway, that's just why okay. I thought it was interesting yeah. to hear the crowd chant Goldberg at him. Uh, Tess fights back and Lesnar retreats to the outside to avoid a big boot. Now, what do you think about Brock Lesnar? Yeah, you know, turning tail and running a little bit because I know you don't like people going outside the ring. No, to... I don't. It really does annoy me. But this worked for this match because he got got out of the ring, had a nice little pep talk from yeah. Paul Heyman, and then pumped himself up, did the little jump on the spot, yeah, but... got his boobs jumping around, and yeah, then yeah, went yeah. back in. But I don't know. Like I do normally, it really irritates me. I know. But because it wasn't for long, I'm 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 lenient. Okay. Um, but it works for this match, I think, because he, because Test was a challenge in he this was. match. He was. He was physically imposing. Like you said, yeah. he's. I think Test is six foot seven, around mm. that kind of mark, and mm. uh, Brock Lesnar is about six three, six four. So he's not a small man himself, but no. Test looks like on paper yeah. his equal. Yeah. So we go back in the ring, and Test stomps a mud hole into Lesnar in the corner. Yeah. So we're starting to see uh, Lesnar get a little bit of physical yes. domination here, which I wasn't prepared to see. I'll be honest, because I wasn't. I'm so used to yeah. him absolutely clattering whoever he's with it was yeah. actually quite refreshing to see a match where it did go back and forth yeah and i was going to say I've, i'm sure i've seen this match before i think as i mentioned to you before yeah. we started recording i don't think i've actually seen this show from start to finish in okay. one sitting i've seen a lot of the matches individually so i know i've seen this at some point yeah i don't remember, I remember. how even it was i remember the outcome so i remember how the whole tournament mm-hmm. unfolded but it was interesting to see how much offense that Tess got in uh, spine buster by Brock sees him take control back and a hard Irish whip sends Tess to the canvas again it's a good visual image when yes. Lesnar who's throwing something to the ring and the man of Tess size is hitting it and going yep. down from the velocity nice touch uh, second big boot is ducked and Lesnar hits an impressive belly to back suplex before mm-hmm. a more impressive backbreaker. Yes. He just picks Test up like oh, he is nothing. He makes it look so easy. Elevates him. Test must be 270, 280 pounds. I can't remember. They say it when they walk in, don't they? But yeah. I, I don't remember. But I, I think it's on that order. It look like an absolute. It's impressive like, enough fine. holding him up in front of him, yeah. but then to elevate him, to yeah. then drop him down on the back and it not look like, oh, no. will. well, I, I couldn't pick I mean, him, I up, to be pick fair. him up, but... I'd like to, in my head, I go, yeah, probably hold him for a second. No. no I'm pretty sure I couldn't. <laughs> But he does it like it's nothing, yeah. like it's child's play. That's farm strong for you. Uh, so a power slam on Tess only gets two before mm-hmm. a sloppy exchange in the corner. I don't know quite what no, was I meant to happen going here, on here. But it was a bit of a mess. And I this thought was this one of the moments where I just took a nice slug, slug a mid drink, put it back down, and then normality resumed. This is where I thought, ah, this is what I was expecting to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Tess hits a sidewalk slam yeah. before a pair of uh, corner clotheslines. Full Nelson slam earns Tester too, which I thought was good because he got Brock up in the air. What it's called? Full Nelson slam. Yes, it's when he started doing moves like this. I'm so sorry, my this my stomach is. Off it will the not chain. pick up on the audio. Can I only apologise. It's fine. Um, oh yeah, I remember like obviously this part of the match, watching it, being like, oh, Test can pick him up, pick him up as well. Yeah. Like it wasn't as easy, obviously, as yeah. he doesn't make it look as easy, and he's doing different moves. But I was like, oh, I like it. It's one of those moves where. Lesnar's doing the work because Lesnar's yes, jumping. He does jump into it. To be fair, all you'd have to do to make that look like you've done it yeah. is be of similar height so you could get Lesnar okay. in that move, and then it's just based on right jump. Right, and then he does it. Okay. So, I, but again, it looked it good. good. And Lesnar's selling for it. Lesnar's selling is actually good when he wants to sell. He can sell yes. very well. Yes, very well, and it never looks over the top. No, this 
this part of Lesnar, I remember, like, when he was like this, I remember being like, ugh, boring. Mm. And then I actually rewatched no, it. Good. And I was like, I'm really into this. This is really good. I thought that's why, and you, you probably can't see him on the shelf, but I have a Brock no. Lesnar figure over there. And I specifically didn't want him in the MMA gear. No, you wanted, wanted, wanted him in his pants. Which is, yeah, I wanted Lesnar yeah. in his pants. And I've got Lesnar in his pants, goddammit. With Hope a streaming enjoy. face. Yeah, Hope oh, I'm elated. Um, and then we see Tesco for the pump handle slam, but. Uh, Brock Lesnar slips out the back and mm. that was really like seamless the mm. transition and I was thinking do you know what this match is yeah. I might be enjoying this more yes. than the one that came before it yes. and that is surprising I know so yeah uh, he slips out the back door which is good <laughs> uh, so right sorry sorry. <laughs> sorry I'm a child I can't help it <laughs> there's a bit here so he slips out the back door then yeah. Lesnar goes to hit a German suplex and it's such a simple little thing but you don't often see it these days mm-hmm. is to counter it test hooked his leg, his leg. behind because yeah. that would stop you doing it because yeah. effectively all Lesnar could do there is the... fall backwards yeah. with him on top of you yeah no, I noticed that and I thought hmm that's nice. like ring psychology mm-hmm. test underrated that's is that controversial maybe I should have had that for my 12 days of Westmus yeah, maybe for, maybe we need to watch more test well what a what shame a shame what a shame well we won't be watching him in the next couple shows I know that great then the second pump handle slam connects again looks yeah. really good nice. really good Brock kicks out at two so that was test finisher mm. so it was that and the big boot were yeah. his main two moves uh, test counters out of a powerbomb and boots Brock's head into row eight like I don't know it, either it looked perfect or there's a slight mm. judgement miscalculation on the distance because Lesnar looked like he ate that foot didn't he just yeah and I'm sure there's many businessmen that would pay for that kind of service in certain countries, yeah. but that didn't look pleasant. No, it did look a bit hmm, like a, wince, a wincer, if yeah. you know what I mean. And my head straight away went to, well, he punched Strowman when Strowman got overexcited. Yeah. Is he going to smack Tess? He did But then that was, that was a different, like, yes. he was a newbie here, really, yes. wasn't he? Now, yeah, but he's, he's got temper on him. Absolutely fucking yeet him out, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would, yeah. I mean, it's funny to think that Brock Lesnar is so legitimate obviously he's got the amateur wrestling background pedigree he's got the MMA background mm-hmm. as well and I remember an interview with Paul Heyman where he did it I think it was in the UK for Inside the Ropes and they were talking about Brock Lesnar ending The Undertaker's undefeated streak at Wrestlemania and Heyman was saying it was the only person that could end the streak right. was Brock Lesnar and he said, and also, they had a match at WrestleMania. Do you think Lesnar couldn't just go, I'm winning this match? Mm. And there's not. And Heyman did it so well and said, there's not a single person or army that could have gone in there and stopped him from winning. No. And I was just like, oh, so good. Yeah. So good at selling it. It's the way that Heyman does this little face, like it's kind of dismissively yeah. just saying it as facts. Yeah. You can't argue it, it's facts. No. Um, but yeah, obviously it was it was fine in this instance. And Heyman falls to his knees mm. when it only gets to two, going, thank God, thank God, thank God. And it was just a great, great distraction, which he then follows up with an actual distraction. Right. <laughs> Honestly, I, I rolled so hard I thought I was going to be blind. Yeah. This is so dumb. Okay. This, this, for me, is when I hate people getting involved. At the side of the ring, he is genius. He doesn't... Look at... Fucking Brock Lesnar doesn't need to get involved. It's predetermined. They know who's going to win. But still, if I slapped Test back then, he's not going to fucking fall over. 
Honestly. Might cream himself, you don't know. know. Oh. like This is when I watched it and I went, this is stupid. Stupid. Heyman was never... Oh, well, no, I guess he was. As a manager, Heyman often used to get involved quite a lot. Um, His gimmick back in the day uh, in AWA going into WCW, when I I saw his age back then, he was like 27 when he started in ECW and he still looked 48. But he used to have this big cellular phone, I'm going to call it, because it was one of those oh, brick the ones. the massive ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he used to use that to clock people with. Makes sense. Fine. Well, it won't work now. He's going to hit him with a Nokia. Flip phone. Yeah, just <laughs> a nice phone. flip phone. Just make a, <laughs> what the fuck's that? This, oh, this just was stupid. Didn't need to be done either, I'll be honest. It was one of two things for managers, though, isn't it, when mm-hmm. it comes to distraction. The guys would get physically involved. The women would use titillation, shall yeah. we say, to distract. Um, and, yeah, so he distracted Tess. Oh, and to be fair, if you look at the way the match was unfolding, yeah. it kind of made sense because Tess was having his way. The distraction made sense. Yeah. Not the actual distraction itself. Right. I, I would if I would have been happier if he'd have grabbed his feet. Yeah. Stay outside the ring, hold his feet so he can't do whatever, then Brock finishes, yeah. boom, one, two, three. Makes sense. Don't hit him. Yeah. Because if I'm if right, what you should have done. Right. In my opinion. Fancy booking. Let's if go. he wants to do the slap, do the slap, Tess does nothing, just looks at him, goes to punch him or something and then oh surprise attack from Brock from behind Bosh finished okay. done so what eventually happens is Tess sorry I just revealed how it all finishes but never mind well no but Tess you know turns around walks into the F5 that Lesnar hits yep. and nice Lesnar's F5, on his way but... to the finals yeah just I loved that match until the last 30 seconds yeah I knew you would as soon as there's like outside interference or you know, too I much outside the ring yeah that's to me uh you're laughing at whenever you see Tamina come out Yes. Because you know how I'm feeling about yes. it. Yes. <laughs> oh. We then go backstage oh. once more. Freddo yet? I don't have any. You finished the Freddos? You not replenished them yet? No. Oh, no. I'm trying to be good because it's January, so I just had alcohol <laughs> instead. Brilliant. So we see Jonathan Coachman and he goes into yeah. the Raw locker room. Yeah. So I'm Coach. Hoping we'd see someone in the you know. In a towel, who knows? Brilliant. <laughs> Such a well, perv. Imagine if we saw Bubba, Bubba in a towel. How would you feel? Uh, let's, be, like, let's move on, because that's not what I was meaning. Why would you not want to see Bubba Ray so in a towel? Jeff Hardy just be hanging around. No. Bubba Ray Hanging out with his wang out. With his sausage. Just, <laughs> like, but he's got his hair done up in one of those towels as well. I imagine yeah. that would be oh, the way yeah. Bubba would come out of the shower. Yeah. So Coach bumps into Bubba yeah. and asks who he thinks will win King of the Ring. Like, we give a flying fuck what Bubba thinks on this particular topic. But I actually quite enjoyed his response. Okay. I didn't need it, but I thought what? it was a thorough response. It because wasn't just a, I, I should be there and I'm the best. And I mean, it is, but it's articulated to me a little bit better. So I let him off. So effect- better than the next bit that follows. Well, yeah. Okay, so effectively it's because we've got two Raw guys in the final. Yeah. So we know it's going to be a raw person that wins. Bubba Ray, you know, says that he thinks Brock Lesnar will be just too much for RVD because of his size, Which power, is what even though everyone he's got an allegiance. Thinking. Yeah, but then again, Brock was so new in the game, mm-hmm. RVD wouldn't have been too surprising at that time, I don't think. Um, and then Bubba kind of turns it into his own promo about. He said, yeah, well, "I'm going to make my impact somewhere else." And I was like, "You didn't join Impact in TNA for another few years yet." Oh, so we see. See what I did there? I, I do. Clever. I would not even have thought about that. No, I know. That's why I had to mansplain it a little bit for yeah. me. <laughs> um, and so he said, yeah, he wants to earn a title shot and make an impact elsewhere. 
Mm-hmm. I was hoping that would be the last we'd see of him on this card. It mm. was not. And then some blonde-haired who chode. Who the fuck is this I guy? I have no fucking idea. Don't remember him at all. I was like, who is the guy with the really long, spiky hair? Yeah, I put some blonde-haired chode, so I don't know his actual name. But did you notice that Christian wearing his nip vest? Yes, I did. It's uh, the nip vest. Yeah, he catches Lance Storm and Christian leaving the SmackDown locker yeah. room. Storm is very displeased. Very, very displeased yeah. that it's an All-American final. It's not only is it just two oh. Raw guys, it's not two SmackDown guys, but it shows the uh, the anti-Canadian agenda. Oh, honestly, this was a snooze. Just like, I mean, the whole thing mm. with back in the day with WWF is like anything non-American yeah. is evil, is bad, is rock, the heels. And they used to do it with like the USSR, they'd do it with Russia, they mm. would do it with like Samoans as well. Like anything Damn. that was fair game. And they go, oh, well, what haven't we done yet? Canadians? Canadians is like the most inoffensive people, and yeah. I mean that as a genuine compliment. I think they're lovely for the mm-hmm. most part. I'm sure there's exceptions. There always are. But they're just so polite, and they're, oh no, they're the heels now. Yeah, it's weird. Just because they're Canadian. Also, but we didn't need to talk to them. No, no, we didn't. We didn't need to speak to Barbara Ray, to be fair. Well, true. And then, the next bit, I got really angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christian says there's a bias in WWE against Canadian athletes. Oh. Who won uh, King of the Ring last year? Stupid. So stupid. Who won King Edge. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Your brother slash best friend. Yeah. I don't know what situ- what their relationship was at this point. I just oh, I, I know I know why they're doing it, but it's yeah. just like it's not necessary. Yeah. And also fact check. Yeah. Christian acting like a dipshit with his nips out. Yeah. That's what and basically happened. Was it. out. It was out. It yeah. was um yeah. It's it, that one, isn't it? It's... It was about four CDs. Yeah. I reckon you could have put the CDs on there and been four would have been quite yeah. sturdy on on the old biscuit. And then we go to Cole and Taz, and this made me laugh. Oh, this is so stupid. This made me laugh a lot, because I thought, oh shit, they're not even allowed a table. No. They go, you, you bitches go and stand. You can stand in the rafters. Yeah, tell us what you think about something, and then don't do commentary on it. Fuck you. Do you know what I can't bear, though? It's not just him. It's everyone that does it. People that wear sunglasses fucking inside. Not for nothing. Honestly, I hate it. He's wearing a suit and sunglasses. Yeah. He's not the only person in this show that does it that annoys yeah. me either. I hate it when people wear sunglasses inside. It's just the, the nothing, nothing. Oh, oh it's just... It's just so irritating. I felt, like I said, he was so good in ECW and he's just such a bitch in here. It really is. I just feel, yeah, I feel bad for the guy if he didn't annoy me so much in here. And yeah, we then go back to uh, the next match. Yes. Now, I didn't know how you'd feel about this match because there's a lot of factors to kind of... There's a lot to unbox okay. on this. First of all, we got your boy... Hey. Hurricane. Always happy. Finally he's, in the match. He's always my pick for surprise Royal Rumble entry. You can't have him this year. <laughs> Why? You can't have him this year because it's not a surprise. He turns up every other fucking year. He's been in the Royal Rumble more times than John Cena. Contract. Well, yeah. So he's got um, defending his cruiserweight title yes, against Jamie Noble, yes. who we actually mentioned bre- uh, recently. I think it was actually in the Evolution pay per view when I was talking to him as James Gibson. Mm-hmm. But when he wrestled in WWE, it was Jamie Noble. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'd been in the company for about a year or so at that point. I don't know if he was put on a developmental deal, but he was basically the right size because he doesn't wrestle like a cruiserweight no. as you would stereotypically think of one, but he's of the stature to be in that division. And he's alongside his uh, girlfriend, Nydia. Oh, fuck me. Honestly. Was that a request or was no. that just a... Oh, okay. Right. This was... I'm not one for PDAs, really. I don't mind them every now and again. Right. But... I don't want to see this much saliva, ever. And PDA, for those uneducated oh. out there. Public displays of affection. Yeah, I knew what you meant. But... I just don't like, 
I know it's a story, and I get that. But also, she won. Did she win tough enough? She was definitely in tough enough. I can't remember if she won. I want to say a co-winner. I can't remember, but I, I'm sure she won it. And then I look, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing? Just sucking face." Well, I mean, if they, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If they gave me that job and it was someone I could choose, then fine. But what if you were put with Jamie Noble? Oh, he's far too short for me. Yeah, his pocket rocket. Yeah, no, he'd no. probably come up to my, yeah. Just Come up to your what? <laughs> I was gonna say, stop. What were stop. you going to say because you caught yourself? No. no what no. were you going to say instead of that? Just probably be, he'd be a height of my vantage, but <laughs> <laughs> let's just move on. I just thought you were going to say a worse word for chest there, so oh, I wasn't no. expecting that. No. But he does bring something to the party. Mm-hmm. Bit of flannel, bit of denim, the, bit of country the bumpkin. I'm alright with the get up. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> yes, all right. Those jorts. <laughs> Those jorts are fine. Brilliant. Because they're like loose. They're actual jorts. Yep. They're loose. They're not like the 30 years later, not 30, but do you know what I mean? The John Cena dad jorts. It's like two years later, if I that. know, but it's... <laughs> no. But before we even get into mm. the in-ring portion of the match... Yes. Uh, it's very much a let's all open season on Nydia. Oh, God, so, the chants on there were awful. I didn't even think I wrote down the chants, but we start with Cole oh. calling Nydia Noble's freak of a girlfriend yes. and a vindictive witch. Yeah. This poor girl, Strong. honestly. I mean, I know I've just absolutely bashed her for sucking face, yeah. but the co- the comments from commentary and the crowd, yeah. I'd be crying backstage. But, but imagine being like uh, Vince McMahon go. Well done, Nydia. Yeah, you won tough enough. <laughs> what you're going to be doing is sucking face and being called a bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to WWE, pal. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. That's such a good impression. It's really not, but it's about as good as I can do it, to be fair. I said Holly will be ecstatic with Hurricane being in a match. Because really apart from am. a battle royal, that's all we've had of I him really, so far. I was, honestly, I was so happy. If you'd have seen my face, I had a big old cheesy smile. What did you think of the... Because <laughs> um, it did the backstage part where it was showing how this story came to be. So yeah. effectively, Nydia was Hurricane's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. I don't remember this. No, I don't remember. She unmasked him, but they did the yeah. bit where he was pretending to be the reporter trying yes, to find out who the Hurricane is. I remember is. that as well. Yeah. I'm What's up with that? Always here for it. Yeah. It's because it he funny. can do no wrong in my eyes. Oh, he can do wrong, but I thought this was actually quite good. Yeah. What do you make of Noble's hearty cousin-fucking accent? <laughs> Stop. Uh, it's oh, so yuck, mean. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> Doesn't sound like goofy. It does. <laughs> You're cracking out the impressions. <laughs> Just... Your impressions today are top notch. Thank you. Just it, yeah. So they call him the king of the trailer park. Mm. So it seems fitting. Fair I don't mind fine. that. If that's the gimmick you're going with, fine. Yeah. Uh, Taz and Cole are not even allowed to commentate, which I thought no. again. It, I don't know why it amused me. It shouldn't. Yeah. I should have felt bad for them, but I didn't care. Maybe if he took his fucking sunglasses off. Oh no, he never does that. It's, oh, it's, it makes me so. It's angry. because he's got little pin eyes. So angry. It's just that's why because he looks like a alien. Okay. It's like a pumpkin that's just had two pinpricks put in it. Okay. And that wasn't because it's orange either. That was just that I was just thinking of a circular type thing. Um, I just put here. What the fuck did Lola say about Nydia? And I don't know if you caught this because I actually rewound it three times oh, okay. and still couldn't work out no, what he I said. But it sounded like he said to Jr. Lick her out. Oh. And then Jr. went. I'd rather not. Oh. And I swear to God, I rewound that three times. If anyone's listening to this and can vouch for what was said, because yeah. I could not. No, I didn't even. Nothing clock sounds it. like that that I could oh. try and extrapolate oh. as being what was actually said. 
Um, but I mean, there's a job for everyone, I guess, isn't there? So Hurricane dumped Nydia is basically how we ended up here, fine. Mm -hmm. uh, the bell rings and Hurricane overpowers Noble into the corner with a collar and elbow tie-up, showing that little men can be strong as well. Yeah. I say little men, I don't actually know how tall or know. short Hurricane is, but he doesn't strike me as particularly short. No. I think he might be under six foot, but I don't think yeah. he's miles under it. I'd, I'd guess at 5'10". Yeah, yeah that sounds probably about right. Uh, JR and King immediately start uh, talking about other title matches later in the night. So this one yeah, is... Yeah, this is the beer match. This is your... I think they've keyed this up to be your go-get-your-bevies match. I would not leave at this point. I'd be sending you because I'd be watching Hurricane. <laughs> well, at the age of 13, I might have struggled <laughs> no, I mean, to if get this was, If this was now. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Even though whether I wanted to see the match was irrelevant. I'd be like, I'm no, I'm staying. <laughs> Got to make it mirth, mirth, mirth my while. Brilliant. King says, it's all about survival of the fattest. I mean fittest. Sorry, Molly. Ah, oh, honestly. This poor bitch is catching strays. Honestly. It's not even got to that. And I'm not even going to go into no, we, that match no. yet because no, I, no. I've got a few comments yep. for, for the king too. of Memphis on this one. I put fucking outrageous. Yeah. I know, again, he, I'm sure he's being told to do this. Yeah. But it's coming out of him. Mm -hmm. And because it's him, he's the problem mm -hmm. to me. Like I said, but again, they're not focusing on the current match. No. So, as a viewer at home, I get I grant the people in the crowd at the arena can't hear what the commentators no. are saying. But at home, I'm thinking, why, should, why do I care? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, it is odd. And when you think about the title matches, on paper, this is probably the one I'd have been most looking forward to. Yeah. There's only three on the card. The other True. two are shit. Yes. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, no, I, I don't know. I just felt bad. It was odd. It was odd. We start off uh, with a solid mat exchange between the two as King asks JR if he lived in a mobile home. And again, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just tuning into the commentary. It's, I noted some commentary in this one purely because it shocked me to my very core. Yeah, well, I might have missed a, a few. Mm. but So if you think I've missed it, do shout out. But I've okay. got one thing that the, the well, crowd I wonder. Shot. Oh, okay. Okay. She's a crack whore? That's the one. Yeah, of course it is. Chance at Nydia. Uh, that's that actually harsh. my second next note, but the one before that is Noble counters out of Chokeslam but runs into a super kick. Mm -hmm. Which is nice. I think Hurricane yeah. throws a perfectly yeah. well-balanced kick, but no noise no. to hit it. No. But anyway, different era. Back to the commentary again. Oh, I wonder, I'm literally waiting to see if you're going to comment on the same thing that yeah, I am, and I think is, you I've are. I just read it. I, I forgot what I put until mm -hmm. I just read it now. It's about age. Yep. Yeah. So JR is asked by King if he would like to have a long hot shower with Nydia. JR says, uh, stop. She's young enough to be my daughter. King yeah. says, so, what's the problem? Uncle Jerry. Mm, Uncle Jerry. Starting to show your true noncy colours here. Oh, God. Like, I mean... It was, it was just too much. And then it's like, yeah, she might be young, but she's got experience. It's like, give over. He would. Give over. Well, I'm sure he would. But also... Let's not. But again, for someone who's... Why do you uh, need this on, rec on record? Like, it's on... No. But someone like who's it. been accused of noncing, maybe stay away from... I don't think you've got... It's like when... I'm trying to think of a, a comparison for this, like when people get involved and they just... They shouldn't. It's like, um, okay, when Michael Barrymore stepped in on uh, another celebrity getting shade for something they did, mm. and someone on Twitter went back to him and said... Mate, someone's found dead in your swimming pool. It's with a bum full the of glass houses, isn't it? So, yeah, maybe, sit, maybe sit out of this one. Throw stones, yeah. And I don't know if that is that like a. This is going to be a bad comparison, but oh 
to me, it's the same way of like hiding in plain sight, a bit like with Jimmy Savile. I'm not saying King has done you're not anything. Draw, yeah, you're not drawing the comparison. You're just saying... It, it's like, well, it's, I've got nothing to fear. Yeah, I'm untouchable. I don't know. It just came across as massively arrogant to me. At the time, I think I wouldn't have thought anything of it. Just as a female, I did not like it. Mm-hmm. I don't mind a lot of stuff. Do you know what I mean? As we listen to Evolution, I'm definitely not like a feminist. But I just think the comments of... I think it's because JR said, like, she's as old as my daughter or something, or she's younger than my daughter. And it's the comment of, that doesn't matter. And you can tell JR doesn't like this type of stuff. Anything he's saying on this, he's being prompted He tries to to. shut it down as well. He literally said, stop. Yeah. And can I ask you a question then? And this isn't to try and put you in a corner. Okay. But, okay, King said this. Yes. What if it was, let's say... Nigel McGuinness said this. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Corey. Um, Corey, I mean, half his age is questionable. Yeah. Uh, same with Nigel, but um, my point stands. No, I still would... I think it's just the, it's the comment of the daughter, like... Oh, the whole daddy culture. Oh, I fucking hate that. You know, I don't like that. It's just, no. I, it wouldn't matter to me who said it. It still would right make answer. me feel yeah. weird. Because I wasn't sure, and like I said, I wasn't trying to catch you out, but you no. know, you see this... I saw another thing on social media recently where it was a cartoon of a lady being chatted up in the office, Mm. the exact words that came out of this, shall we say, less than attractive Mm -hmm. guy's mouth. Oh, what, put it into an other guy's mouth who's like a 10 out of 10. Yeah. And that it's acceptable. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, thank you very much. It's just... No, I'm not like that. No, no, that's good. Good. Correct answer. Thank you. That's all right. Uh, Nydia distracts Hurricane, who follows her to the outside, mm. and uh, he runs into a hell of a clothesline, which I quite yes. like, because Noble bounced out of nowhere Absolutely. to blindside him. Very good. For a cruiserweight match, I'm expecting something more high-octane than what we got in this one. Yeah. It doesn't it's... have to be all high-flying moves, but just a quicker pace. Yes. That's what it I want. It was quite slow. If this is a variety show, and mm-hmm. it's got something for everything, I don't think this show delivered on the right mix yeah. for me. Uh, so yeah the pace slows down and Noble wears down Helms with a choke over the ropes Mm. and abdominal stretch which I again not expecting to see in this type of match small package by Hurricane not that one (laughs) gets a two yep and I put here King needs to shut the fuck up old man just wants to fuck anything young and female because he's still going on I stopped making comments oh I stopped I tried to block it out I think by this point I will be honest with you I had to stop this match twice and walk oh, off because you got annoyed because I was getting annoyed and I knew that my notes were going to just yeah. be yeah. so after those comments I wrote I was like that's my yeah. putting a line under yeah, Lawler on this one I think I'm pretty good at blanking it out mm. so after that I was like no no let's just focus on what's actually going on here yeah I said he's constantly on the prowl to get his dick wet Sleeper hold by Noble, and oh. I've lost all interest in this match. Oh, sleeper holds. Sleeper holds send me to sleep. It's not the worst sleeper hold on the night. <laughs> oh, no, either. it's not. It's absolutely I not. I cannot wait to get to that because I've, got, <laughs> I've set you up with a line on this. We get a jumping neck breaker by Hurricane and a middle rope. What's this move called? Where he's standing on the middle rope. Yeah. He jumps over Jamie Noble, grabs him by the neck, oh. brings him to the ground. Mm. Think video shop that's no longer in business. It's a buster. It's like a, a blockbuster. There you go. Oh. Yeah, exactly the name of the show. I was going to say, what were you going to say? A I thought it was, no, it's, no, I knew it was blockbuster, but I didn't know the move was a blockbuster. I thought it was going to be like a neckbuster or something. No, uh, yeah, middle right blockbuster. Fair play. Um, German suplex by Noble. 
which is you don't often see in cruiserweight matches, nope. but it was fine. Yeah, fine. Didn't hate it. But Hurricane hits the reverse DDT at the second time of asking. He tried mm-hmm. to do it earlier. I don't quite know what to call that because it's one that um, Finn Balor does these days as well, yeah. where he kind of drives the point of the elbow. And I'm sure there's a move for it, but I just called it reverse DDT here. And then Hurricane goes to retrieve his cape, but Nidia swiftly snatches it back, and I quite like that. Yeah, because it was I've, done seamlessly. In, in this, of course, of course, he needs his cape. Of course, he does. He's a superhero. Just do it after. Oh, he's a superhero. Honestly, how does it, that's his identity, Holly? I mean, I know, but at the same time, I was like, just focus on one job at a time. Now, this next bit might have been the nastiest move of the night for me. Oh, honestly, when, how this guy did not break his leg. Yeah. So Noble is suplex right out of the ring and I winced so yep. normally when you see them mm. go back against the ropes and I'm, I think this was the intention yeah. I don't think there was a, a mess up normally you see so Noble would go down but they'd still be in the suplex position and Hurricane would flip out yes. after him which is what I was expecting so when he went yeah. do 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 oh I literally s- sat there eyes wide and went has he broken his leg also because he's a small guy that was, a, like, yeah. that was like him Heavy. jumping off the Empire State Building Heavy. that was massive it didn't look like a particularly nice landing, but I guess it went as well as it possibly could have done. Mm-hmm. We go. Oh, I wasn't done with King. I lied. Oh dear. This line for me was the worst one, and oh, I've heard him say it before. I did. I I clearly wasn't listening because I've got no no notes and commentary now. You are only as old as the women you feel. Oh, I see. Thoughts. I mean, we've all said that, but we're not. As in, like, the per- not woman, but, like, oh, you're only as old as the person you feel because it's aimed at yourself, isn't it? And then you make a joke about, yeah, but oh, like, it- if it was you, you'd be like, oh, well, M is however old M is. Yeah. Like, but he's, I'm not allowed to touch he's her. a predator. He is a predator, and I think that's what makes it worse. Mm. Uh, best to leave the math alone on that one, you nonce, is what I put oh, here. Gosh. So I think oh, that might God. be the last bullet. <laughs> okay. Um, Hurricane hits a very nice swinging net breaker from the top rope. Yes. That was, that was very I pretty. That. And then Nydia distracts oh, the ref. she can fuck off. Honestly. <laughs> Noble charges, but misses Hurricane and sends Nydia mm, flying. So you probably celebrate. Yeah. I think I missed it, but she kissed him to distract him earlier, didn't yes, she? Yes, she did, but it also didn't really look like... No. I don't... Mm, no, I enjoyed just, that. I'm just not going to say anything. But the chokeslam, the Hurricane hit, it was yes. a good chokeslam. Yes, it was. It was a very good chokeslam. Only gets a two. Of course. Hurricane gets crotched. So that's the fourth time we've seen someone get crotched in yep. the space of three matches. Yeah. And he's hit with a powerbomb. Mm. And I thought, oh, this isn't going to finish it. Mm. And then it did. Mm-hmm. So Nidia pushes the foot off the rope. So the way that Helms lands oh, near the ring, no. it was actually well done. I didn't like it. No, as an I ending. didn't like it, but it makes sense. Because he landed in a heap near the ropes. Yeah. He just like about folds hooks, himself in half. Yeah, just about hooks his left foot on the bottom rope. Mm-hmm. Nidia, who'd been knocked to the floor, just pops up, pushes his foot off the rope yeah. last second. Ref doesn't see it. It does make sense. It does. But, but the ref technically didn't do his job. Not because he didn't see what Nidia did. Hurricane's arm was under the rope. That still classes as a rope break. Oh, does if it? If you break the line, oh, I see. That still so classes it's over the line rather the than ring. grabbing the ring. Yeah, that's because obviously grabbing oh, it. You know what I mean? Ropes. Yeah, grabbing it is the the thing you want to do because it's visible. Yes. But if oh, you get your okay. limb under the rope completely, well, not completely, but near enough um, where yeah. you can see most of it is under, which it was oh, with his arm. Did not know that. The ref should have spotted that, and it shouldn't have been counted. But again, that that completely yeah. fucks the finish up. So I, yeah. I get it. And we see uh, a new cruiserweight champion is crowned, and oh. Nidia pounces like Holly at a works Christmas do. Stop! Oh my god, I can't believe you said that. What I said? What? 
Oh my god, why would you say that? Well, no, I was going to leave it there. You could have just like ignored <laughs> oh it and moved god. on. Am I wrong? No. <laughs> one time. Well, it was one, one time. time that happened. It was... Uh, but I didn't do what she then did. Like, can we just... There was no... No, I didn't. No. Okay, fine, just carry on. Right, so we're going to move on from that one. Mm. Uh, that's the end of that match. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy I got that down. Uh, and then we did. see The Rock arriving earlier in the night on Sunday Night Heat. He's inside. Take your fucking sunglasses He's off. He's a rocky. You can do what he likes. No, I'm angry. No, you roll and shut your mouth is what he would say. So that. Yeah, he probably would. He would. <laughs> he just don't care about my opinion. And then we go to another interview. We see Eddie Guerrero oh, backstage. Oh, yes. So this is odd, this okay. interview. We're in a good Eddie period for me in terms of look with the kind of oh, okay. wet mullet. Not- but he wasn't like... Was was he still like new here? Not new, but had he recently only come to WWF? So no, because he wasn't liked at this point. No, he wasn't. So the so he came over to WWF in two thousand. Had they already done the lawnmowers by this point? He was never on the lawnmowers. Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't one of the. Because there's a sign in the crowd that Eddie says mowed my lawn. Eddie mowed No, my that's lawn. just pure racism. Oh, because he's Mexican. That's pure. Oh, shit! I thought it was part of the that gimmick that you've told me about that I've not seen. The Mexicals. No, the Mexicals were oh, super crazy. Sorry. Who you saw in ECW? Yeah. Psychosis and Juventud Guerrero. Oh. Eddie was never involved in that, but the whole joke was, oh, he's Mexican, therefore he does cheap labour. He does my lawn. Oh my god. Yeah, it's like the same way that they chant at the FBI and ECW. Where's my pizza? Oh. it's kind of yeah oh uh, right sorry i totally misinterpreted that then no it's well to be fair the mexicals as a thing that was as racist as the whole thing they turned that yeah. into a full-on gimmick god but anyway we see mrs goldust aka terry runnels oh. uh, do the interview so i believe the backstory with her is that she used to be a makeup artist mm. backstage at events and she eventually got into a relationship with uh Gold Dust, who was going on oh, the name wow. Dustin Runnels, the natural at the time, got married, um, mm. and she was apportioned the blame, certainly by Dusty Rhodes, as to why him and his son didn't talk for about three, four years. Oh, wow. Because I think they were supposed to meet up and have a day of golf or something, yeah. but Terry wasn't well, so Dustin decided to stay home with her, and Dusty thought that she was manipulating him. Right. And it, to be fair, everyone in wrestling think everyone's out to get them. Mm-hmm. There's always an ulterior motive and another angle that people are trying to play. Whether it was or wasn't, I don't know. But um, obviously that they're not married now. That relationship ended a long time ago. Oh. But that's Terry Runnels. So you, yeah. you recognise her I from recognize her being her, yeah. a crap, crap wrestler. Yeah, well, well I, actually, I actually only have seen her do like bikini matches and bra and panties That's stuff. all she can do. Right, okay, fair play. I, I never thought she was attractive. No, she's no. got very skinny eyebrows. Yeah, but that was the thing at that time. I yeah. vaguely remember. Even Trish had skinny eyebrows it was, as well. It was the thing. It's not good. It though, really it? was. No, and it screwed many of us girls over. But you never fell foul of that, did you? No, I mean I had very thin eyebrows, but I never did what they did, and like because some people would. So I was analysing your eyebrows. They're no, they're, nice. they're a bit bushier now. No, they're not. Um, thank you, thanks. Um, some people at school literally shaved their eyebrows off and drew them on. And drew them on. I don't get that. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And now you've got people like—is it Cara Delevingne? Mm, Who's got the massive the caterpillars? Yeah, the one. She remi- yeah. It reminds me of—is um, it Dodgeball? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the the unibrow. Yes. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just funny so how taste change. Yeah, but that's what I noticed. You, from that you impressed that I got her name right, I'm by the way. 
Tres impressed. I think it's because I asked the question when she was on TV because I saw her on adverts oh, all see. over the place. So I had to ask my missus who mm-hmm. she was. And because it's quite a unique name, it's just stuck for Is me. So the Eddie Guerrero interview. Mm, made me tired. So effectively, Terry's <laughs> asking Eddie, how is he feeling confident yeah. going into this match? And then Latino Heat just strokes her cheek very uncomfortably. Yeah, weird. To start with. But, well, he's Latino Heat. So he can do what he likes. He can do, he can do what he likes with uh, the can females, lie, apparently. Cheat, steal, steal, steal your girl. Cheek. Strike your cheek, strike anything he likes. <laughs> strike one out. Oh, my God. Um, and then we go to the, the backstage package to explain how this match came. So they don't really explain it in the, the interview, mm-hmm. but they can say, so this is what happened, and Ben, Warren, Eddie are effectively blaming Ric Flair mm. for Stone Cold walking out on WWE. Right, okay. I can give you an interesting story as to why he actually did walk out of WWE at this time, which I'll, I'll get to in a second. Um, why Benoit and Eddie cared about this, yeah. I don't know. But I think Eddie was in on paper supposed to have a match with Stone Cold right. at his pay-per-view. So I think they mentioned it later on. Like linked it loosely. Yeah, and they've had to kind of scramble around last minute. Because Stone Cold did legitimately walk out of yeah. WWE uh, mid-contract because he didn't oh, okay. agree with something. So the reason why he left was because... They wanted him on Raw to lose to Brock Lesnar. Oh. And Stone Cold went, no. Mm-hmm. And it was... He's, he's been interviewed about it, about it since, and he said he went about it the wrong way, but he stands by the principle of what he said. It wasn't that he was saying, there's no circumstances I'm going to lose to Brock Lesnar. It's like, don't have it out of the blue on a Raw, bang, he just beats me, that's it. Yeah. If you want him to beat me, build to it, and then have yeah. him beat me. But what he actually did was... No, fuck you, Steve out. Oh, and then see. walked out of WWE. So that's why he was persona non grata for a while okay. in uh, WWE. Um, but yeah, that's the real reason oh. why he left. And it was around this time. Learn something new every day. There you go. And then Eddie starts shouting out every member of his extended family. And I'm oh, wondering yeah. exactly how many drugs he was on at this moment. Honestly, this made me exhausted. And when I say I'm tired, it wasn't like bored. But mm. I was... Exhaust mentally exhausted watching yeah. this because I was like, This makes no sense. Hey, Chavo, Mando, oh. little Ray Ray, oh, cousin, amigo. Honestly, like, it's like, Please just stop. I appreciate that. Sounds like Rob Schneider a little bit again, but it's yeah, it's just the way it's just too much. But again, I know that he was he had a lot of issues at this point because he was let go. Oh. By w- do you remember I said how he went away and then came yes. back and was Intercontinental Champion and then still did a show oh. for Ring of Honor? It wasn't too long after this that right. he was gone. Okay. I've realised I didn't answer your initial question. So he'd been in WWF for a while. So he came over as part of the Radicals, they Mm. were called, in 2000 with Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit and Perry Saturn. They all came over from WCW at the same time. All their contracts were Mm -hmm. up at the same time. And they all felt like they were underappreciated and not being pushed right because of their fairly small stature given Mm -hmm. the wrestling landscape. Eddie... Early on, I don't know if it was his debut or the second week after he... Because um, what they did was they would sit front row in the crowd right, okay. and then they jumped over the barrier and started beating up oh. WWF wrestlers. And I think it was in one of these instances where they jumped over the barrier, so they're still all wearing their, their normal clothes. Yeah. Um, I want to say he actually hit it on Billy Gunn, I think. But he went to hit the frog splash and when he landed, his elbow boop, popped out oh, the side. Oh, yuck. So you could literally see as he landed, his elbow just jumped out to the side, and he was like, "Oh my god!" So he was—he oh, lost all momentum. I see. Right away, and he was out for a good while from it, and this is when he started to get 
back on mm-hmm. drugs. I don't know if he was ever fully off them, but this became like a I real see. issue, which then led to him being released mm-hmm. later. Okay. So he had been in there a while. So this is right. two years after the fact. Oh, so they're aware of him. Okay. Guerrero says that he's in the prime of his career, whereas Flair mm. is a spent force. And that's effectively the end of this interview yep. segment. There's a long way about going about it, but I think it showed that the match was very much last minute. Yeah. We go to the match now. Yeah. Ric Flair against Eddie Guerrero. Thoughts? I thought I would hate this. <laughs> I was like, I don't, because I've, uh, I don't know, like, I don't remember watching many Ric Flair matches and enjoying it mm. because he's old. Yeah. But then actually when I looked at it, I was like, he was 53 here. Yeah? And I was like, that's compared to like some of the guys that wrestle now, they're not old. It is old. He just looks like a leather sofa. Yeah, I mean, the skin is an issue. Him and Hogan have been in the sunbeds too long. Yeah. But. It looks like, you know, when you cook meat, slow roasted, yes. and then it's still got the skin on, then you just and peel, you peel that the skin off, off. And it's like, mm, yeah. Yes. Fall off the bone meat. So I thought, oh, this is going to be absolutely shit. But when he came out and the, the crowd cheered him, it kind of made me like, oh. What am I missing here? It's a space odyssey. So Flair was brought into the company. It wasn't with the invasion, because again, he would have been so good in yeah. the invasion. Um, he was brought in uh, to say that basically Shane had sold Raw, yeah, and he'd bought it. So he was in charge of Raw, Vince mm. was in charge of SmackDown. So the very initial draft was done with them being the two heads. Oh, okay. Then he eventually lost, I think it was a street fight to Vince McMahon. So Vince McMahon got ownership of everything again. Right. So Flair went back to being a wrestler. Because Flair still wanted to wrestle. Yeah, I don't him. think Vince particularly wanted him to. But no. that's where it ended up going. And Ric Flair and Eddie Guerrero actually had a... They definitely had one match in WCW. I think it was over the United States title. And it was mm. good. Oh, okay. I think it was good anyway. I'd have to go back and yeah. watch it. But I recall it being good. Okay. So again, I was looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. And there's an interesting twist that involves you and me oh. about this match. Okay. I, I didn't like the way you looked when I said that. But I'm like in my head, I'm like, should I know this? Uh, you will when I explain okay. it. Okay. So do you remember when we did our Mount Rushmores for yes. Twelve Days of Rushmores? Mm-hmm. Flair was on mine. Guerrero was on yours. Oh. Battle of the R- Mount Rushmores. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. But if I could pick Eddie, it wouldn't be this Eddie. <laughs> Can we just clarify? Lie, cheat, steal. Yeah, later. absolutely. Okay, fair. Um, yeah. His promo work was much better then. Yeah. But a lot of his in-ring stuff, is just he's always been good at that. So I don't think any era from that side of things is, is bad. I said two of the best of all time going one-on-one. And mm-hmm. then I said about the Mount Rushmore face-off between us. Prime wet mullet and gear for Eddie. Mm-hmm. This is the, the red tights. Yes. You see like people like Sasha Banks have paid homage yeah. to this gear. And there we homage. go. Homage. The word featured get again. Unintentional as yeah. well. And I said Flair looking very good. Given yes, his age, absolutely fifty-three. I'd be well happy. Yeah, I bet you would. And no, I wouldn't. He would try though with you, wouldn't no, he? No, you wouldn't. know he would. I mean, no. with him in the baby arm, you know, he's trying to get oh, everything. God, he's trying to get it. everything. Stop. Guerrero mocks the flare strut early yeah. on two occasions and woos in the most horrendous ways yes. I've heard on this yeah. show, and that's not including a woman who screams later in the show. Flair reverses Eddie in the corner and explodes his chest with a chop, sending Eddie out of the ring. Now, Eddie's gone out of the ring here in retreat. How did you find this one as a competitor? No. You didn't like this one? No. I like this one. I like both of them <laughs> because they worked for different yeah. reasons. I mean, I get it's, it's annoying because I get it and it does make sense. But still, I'm just like, just get in. 
Hurry up. So Eddie's playing more of a cowardly hill. Yeah. And in, because of that, it works, especially when Eddie does it, because he's just so such a good craftsman. And then he returns a couple of chops of his own, but then as soon as Flair gets in, Flair's just land differently. You can hear mm-hmm. the noise. They're epic. Very good. And you see later on, Eddie's chest yeah. is like blood blistered yeah. from, from these blows. It's obviously not going to feel nice. There's no way to sugarcoat that. It was nice to see, actually, for me, a crowd of people watching. Yeah. There's no obviously because back then, if you wanted to take a photo, you could see digital cameras and like disposable cameras, but you wouldn't get out your phone because you wouldn't have a camera on your phone at mm-hmm. this point. And for me, actually, just watching, I was like, it's actually nice to see a whole crowd interested because they can't be distracted by anything else. Yeah, I think that's more of a indictment on society. Mm-hmm. I saw it, and we see it every year. To be fair, um, the New Year's Eve fireworks display in London. Yes. And you just see the sea of people that have paid money now yeah. to go and see it, which fine. Watching it through a phone screen because they're recording it, which is why I think a lot of stuff when I get my phone out, like when we were at um, All In, All Out, whatever it's called. Check it all about. A lot of the videos I took are piss poor because I'm holding my phone and recording it, but I'm watching it through my eyes. I've never seen these videos. Not through, yeah, because they're shit. Right, okay. Because I'm just holding my phone where I think it should be. Like, mm. I've looked once and gone, yeah, that's fine. But I want to watch it through my eyes. But I enjoyed. I don't us. want to watch it through my phone. Yeah. And then I looked at the videos and I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was pissed. But also, I don't no. want to watch it through a phone screen. I can't bear that. Like. That was the last time you were mushy, mm. I'd say. Which, yeah. you know, you don't like that word. No, and no. You don't like the act. Don't either. like being it. No, but it, oh, it's nice. Sometimes. Nice. Shows, shows a vulnerability. It's nice. Mm. Flair then sends the ref away before a ridiculous slow blow to Eddie. <sighs> Just go and check that. Bang. So stupid. I laughed. So stupid. Dirtiest player in the game. What do you expect? Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point, but also, no. Just stop. Send have a dick move. Add it to the tally. Yeah, about seven dick punches in. Uh, Guerrero heads back outside to recover, and Milk's returning. This is yeah. where I thought you'd get annoyed here. Snore me now. This, I did pour another glass of Prosecco at this point. Fair. Although in this match, that's... The, ooh. Okay, My fine. kitchen is not that far away from my sofa, let's clarify. Well, no, never been. It's like three spaces, like three strides. Okay, fair enough. Take word for it. We then see a delayed vertical suplex by the Nature Boy, but Eddie hits a drop kick to the knee right after, and Flair goes down weirdly. Like, it wasn't... It didn't look like a cell job. It looked like, oh, shit, actually, that did kind of hurt yeah. me. So, I, I, again, couldn't land on whether it was good or bad, but I noticed it. Guerrero continues to work over the leg, Flair gets his knee wrapped around the ring post. Mm. Mm. I don't know what I put here. I put oh right, yeah, no, I do. Because um, I thought I put out, but I put when the hell did Flair get cut? Yeah, I have no idea what caused that. No, or He's, what was meant to have caused it. I don't know whether it's a case of his old leathery skin just kind of erupting <laughs> on him, or if he's just so used to going, oh god, oh shit, oh yeah, god, and I then just know. cut it's himself weird. with the blade. That's classic Flair selling, by the way. The um, oh god. Oh god. Shit. Funny. Eddie leaps over the top rope to the floor, landing on Flair's leg that was draped over the bottom rope. I thought that looked it was excessive in the mm-hmm. way he did it. Just Effective. Yeah. Guerrero puts the figure four leg lock on Nate, who oh, gets yeah. to the ropes after what felt like an eternity. Yeah. Mm. This match drained me of momentum, I'm gonna be honest. It wasn't delivering what I wanted it to. No. No. Um I also was concerned. I'm going to do an outfit check here. Oh, Flair's pants, man. What's wrong? They... Right. I just don't like the angles that we were give, being given 
Why? What when did you see? When these little pants. No, nothing, thankfully. Mm. But I was concerned, especially like the ring post thing. Yeah. And at one point, he's literally in a straddle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, at any point, one of his leathery balls could pop out yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want this. Yeah. I don't want this. Look like it's, the opening uh, coin toss oh, at the Ashes. <laughs> Just a couple of leathery balls there, yeah? Yeah, okay. It just... And the cameras were not, like... They were right there. I saw I saw movement. Oh, I was like, I don't want to see this. Which is what I thought you were getting to, but I definitely saw movement. Yeah. Eddie unloads in the corner, which I wish I hadn't written down like that yeah, and transitioned this way, and hits a seated blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's the second time yes. that move's getting referenced for the night. Flair fights back, but Eddie applies a chin lock. And this is where I'm thinking, this really isn't what I wanted it to be. No. No, I, I, you'd think again, which makes me think it definitely was a last-minute thrown-together mm-hmm. idea and they didn't have anything else no. planned. Because these two working together, you should think, should be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't. Uh, Flair backdrops Eddie all the way to the floor, but Guerrero guillotines Rick's neck over the rope. Mm. Suplex by Guerrero, who misses the following frog splash. Yes. Yep. Flair hits a chop block to the back of Eddie's knee, and we see Benoit appear. Oh, uh, right, right. Benoit appears like he's been down the pub on a Friday night after work, getting into a fight with his mate, so he's taking his top off. Yeah. But he's still got his work trousers and work yeah. shoes on. Yeah. And his blow-dried hair. Blow-dried. His hair has just looked soft as anything. Honestly. Well, I just laughed. Just... I thought, like, he's ready for business, because that's what I do. If I am if I mean business, take I, just, I take my top off. I just walk Instantly in the direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top off. Just shock what? people with my tits, and what? then... <laughs> what confused me was, right, so Flair at this point puts the figure four on. Yes. Benoit comes out, mm-hmm. does nothing. Mm-hmm. I thought he's going to jump in the ring here. Come on, Eddie! Come on! He just stands there with his top off. Yep. You don't need your top off to do that. I mean, Heyman had a... all his clothes on when he stood outside the ring. He's got a good little uh, dwarfish physique, though, hasn't he? Honestly. Like, because everything's just kind of T-Rex on him. Like, but it's, he's jacked. He is jacked. Jacked. That, well, we know the problems that this caused later mm. down the line, but he was absolutely jacked. So, to be fair, yeah, take your top off. I mean, yeah, he looks great, but also, why do you have suit trousers on and shoes? Like, actual shoes. Because that's how you know he's a professional, Holly. <laughs> Obviously. What, Duh. what a stupid question that was. Just, it's so annoying. And the, like, I don't know, it just really angered me. <laughs> so, But you're right. So he appears. Yeah. You'd think, because Nature Boy puts on the figure four. Mm. In theory, that's supposed to end it. Yeah. But Eddie just eventually makes it to the ropes. Yeah. With, and I with just no thought assistance. it was a bit of an anticlimax. Like, Benoit's come out to do what? Stand there and cheerlead. Yeah. Until later, but... Well... They exchange pin attempts, and there's a really awkward bridge transit transition and escape. So Flair's on top of Eddie, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to... I don't know what they call that. I just call it where they both bridge up at the same time and yeah. crab their way to their feet. Yeah, I And either the positioning wasn't right or just Flair can't do it anymore, which is fair yeah, enough, because I could never do it. So he's 53. Yeah. I get it. And it just it looked all very, very messy. Uh, tornado DDT by Guerrero, but the veteran Flair places his foot over the rope before three. I like that. Yeah. I like when Flair does it. It makes sense. And then we see Benoit pull Flair to the floor and slaps on. I hate to say it because I know what it was used for later, but it's just the best cross face you'll ever see. Yeah. It's just so good. It's so intense. It looks like it hurts like shit. Yeah. He Brilliant. performs it very well. But it's so believable. Yeah. So, so believable. That's one. That's a move that I would look at and not knock do you know what i mean because yeah. like, it's sold well because it can it looks good yep. both parties that are involved from what i've seen i know there'll be others that are shit but it's good yep. it's consistently good I agree. 
Um, the referee doesn't see that, obviously, otherwise that'd be a disqualification. Mm, but the he does need to get their fucking eyes tested because this is stupid. No, it's not their eyes that I'm worried about; it's their ears, which we hear later. <laughs> yeah, <on>. I know. <laughs> As the referee shepherds Benoit back up, back up the ramp, mm. uh, we see um, towel. Well, no, he wasn't wearing a towel, was he? In the end, Bubba Ray Dudley. <laughs> Bubba Ray comes out from the crowd, hits yeah. a Bubba Bomb on Eddie. I've yeah. never really understood that as a finishing move because you're basically just being sat down heavy. Yeah. And no, I lie because I saw one moment where he did it to Jeff Hardy and it was really good. And I'm pretty sure it was at Survivor Series 2001 where mm. they did it from the top rope in that cage match. Uh, that looked brutal. Yeah. But in general, I just don't believe yeah. it as a match ending move. I was However, okay with him. I was okay with him getting involved at this point. Why? I thought this was, was really so, annoying. I was so bored. Wow. I was just ready for it to be finished, and wow. I knew this was coming to an end. So yeah, Bubba Ray hits the Bubba Bomb on Eddie. Yep. Flair crawls in the ring and drapes an arm over Latino yeah. Heat for the one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Disappointing end of a disappointing match, and I'm sad that I had to say that. Yeah, it had a lot of potential, mm. and it just didn't give. No, it really didn't. I still can't believe that up to this point, that Test and Lesnar is my favourite match of the night. I know, right? Crazy. Crazy, crazy. We then see uh, a WWF Get the F Out video. So, Oh, yeah. Do you remember much of why they were making a song and dance of this? Well, it's the brand change, wasn't it? But obviously it was the Wild Wildlife Foundation. Foundation. Yeah, so... And why wouldn't you claim your name back? <laughs> yeah, so Court Battle, um, yeah. they took it. But WWE did quite a lot of good publicity out the back of this. Yeah. Because they then got the slogan of Get, Get the, the F, F Out, out yeah. which works. I think there was a well, I don't know if this was ever their official merchandise, but I've definitely seen t shirts where it's one panda hitting another panda with a steel chair and it says get the F out. Okay, that's good. Because obviously the World yes. Wildlife Foundation is a panda as their uh-huh. logo. Clever. So yeah. this was quite nostalgic for me seeing that and going, yeah. yeah. I remember thinking at the time though, I was like, I don't want it to be WWE. It's I know. Shit. I know. It's but no, it's weird to think it wasn't yeah, weirdly. It is. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. And we go to a different backstage segment, which was... Honestly, and these two can piss off. Well, I hated it. They're very good at being who they're meant to be, but... I hated it, but I love the way it finished. <laughs> so, we see uh, William Regal and Chris mm. Nowitzki in uh, The World, they called it, which was the New York Times Square restaurant. Yes. A couple questionable bits here. So, this was Chris Nowitzki. Do you remember we mentioned him before? He was the guy who got a really horrendous concussion yes. that ended his in-ring career then he created the movement against mm-hmm. WWE with all these people who had concussion issues and yes. he was the face of it so this was in the very brief period that he was there for mm-hmm. why these two have suddenly decided to go to New York and have um, some carbonara I, mean, I, I do know. love a carbonara but I know you do <laughs> I had one yesterday. Did as, you? As a fact, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, that's good because then it absorbs alcohol. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Yeah. No, I respect that move. Thank you. Um, again, why they were there. But then they talked to who we're supposed to believe is a waitress. Yeah, absolutely not. So, well, okay, yeah, obviously not. But let's just go along with the idea that she is for mm-hmm. the sake of this. So they are just rude to her. I get yes. that. She's then her character. She fingers their food. She fingers their food. She f- blasts the shit out of that carbonara. Yeah. Like mushrooms and lardons going everywhere. Yeah. Why would anyone want to go and eat there? Well, you'd return that as well. He didn't see it. Because <clears throat> she had the but her back to him. Regal said it. Did she? Did he? I, I'm sure he goes, oh, she just put her finger in your food. Oh, I didn't hear him say I'm that. I'm sure he does. 
we'll have to I mean I love a carbonara but if someone fingers my carbonara I'm not eating it if that not, sounds Guinness. awful <laughs> that really sounded horrendously awful I still eat your carbonara <laughs> what if Nigel McGuinness put his finger in your carbonara but is he doing it like seductively no he's, he's like he starts off by going right in the plate and oh then no just... that's no I like carbonara too much oh, okay fair enough wow <laughs> like, no Nigel yeah. Palmer's on with that Nigel he, yeah. Well, he nearly sat down and had dinner with us, didn't he, he that really evening? He did. <laughs> right. Yes. The only bit I liked about this mm-hmm. was Regal's final line. Okay. When he just went, silly tart. Oh, yeah. Tickled me. He does deliver... Again, I mean, we've talked about him before, haven't we? But he does deliver lines very well. But considering very he's meant dry. to be from fucking Blackpool and he sounds like he comes from ye olde London... But do you want to hear the Blackpool accent? I don't mind it. I don't care. But I get, because he's English, they've made him this character. But then don't say he's from Blackpool. But the thing is, he is from Blackpool. he's from London. But he is from Blackpool. Oh, I know. That's why it's just plays in my mind. There are certain comedians that I know are Scouse, for example, don't have a hint of Liverpool, Hmm. Liverpoolian accent on them. So it can happen. It depends where you're kind of brought up. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's, I think it's the the character, like, they're, He's from England, so he must speak prim and proper. But that's how he spoke no one, no before. No one fucking does. But he was—he did the, all this before. Did he? Yeah. So, like, even when he was working in Japan, yeah. Before, so he went from UK, did stuff in Europe. This mm-hmm. was, I'm talking late eighties, early, very early nineties, and then went to Japan, and he was still doing the. Okay. That's how just how he talks. Okay. So he might well. It might Maybe have been a conscious he, decision. Yeah. He might have gone. This accent is hard to. Yeah. get across because so, if you look at someone like I don't know if you've ever heard his interviews but the British Bulldog yes in my hometown I like, suppose, oh, yeah I God. suppose if also if you're not from England it's, up to it's probably it. harder to understand oh, for sure for yeah I suppose that for makes sure. sense so I think it was a subconscious or like not subconscious yeah. even a conscious a decision conscious to decision. suppress that yeah okay fair play and then we go from there Silly tart. Silly tart. It's just because he does it in such yeah. a... It's almost like a Statham-esque yes. whisper from the way he delivers it. Yeah. Silly tart. We go now to the WWE Women's Championship match. Yeah, we do. Defending champion, mm. Trish Stratus against yeah. Molly Holly. Mm. Again, on paper, when I think about what both women mm. could do in the ring, I'm like, okay, yeah. could be on for something here. Yeah. It just made me a bit annoyed. A bit. Yeah, I can't. I can't let myself get overly annoyed by this. Can you allow me? Sure, go for it. Also, they're both wearing a lot of clothes, which actually quite nice. Molly, 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 Holly is. I was watching this, and I thought I don't actually think she's ever been one of the wrestlers that succumbed to wearing nothing. She's consistently had like she had the cat suit when she was Mighty Molly, which I fully enjoyed. And apart from that, I don't think I've ever seen her. No, she'd always have a bit of cleavage. In, yeah, but nothing like like in this. She's wearing a pair of like I call them velvet jazz pants because when when I was younger at dancing, right, we, they were velvet jazz Fine. pants and a t-shirt. Yeah, I the most revealing stuff I ever remember her wearing was when she was in WCW. Okay, as I think her name was Gorgeous George then, and it was still oh. in the blonde curly head. She'd oh, wear yeah. like evening gown okay. type outfits, um, and then it was a bit more chesty mm-hmm. should we say but yeah you're right she's never yeah. for and, and to be fair she she's probably needed to like... no but she's like underrated in terms of good looks don't get me wrong her hair in this oh, is just a awful. scene but she's i think she's a really pretty girl yeah. like now she'd be on I, 
kind of annoyed that I didn't think about her. Yeah. Like, especially because when she had the Mighty Molly and the blonde yeah. curls and stuff like that, really nice. Um, and just the, and I get it's a storyline, but the abuse that she was getting in Honestly, this is very similar to what they did with awful. Mickey James, like in two thousand nine, yeah. when they called her Piggy James. Piggy James, awful. yeah, because that's clever. And just, <laughs> but I'm looking at Molly Holly, and I'm thinking her physique to yeah. me yeah. is the ideal. I I was watching it, being like, she's got better better physique than I have, and they are absolute, in my opinion. Don't give me that face. But they are absolutely, well, they, she is being absolutely berated. Even JR says a couple of things that like, annoys me in this one. Leave the poor girl alone. Because it's got to be such a confidence-shattering thing. I mean, whether she put a brave yeah. face on for it or not, she always seemed like a trooper. Yeah. I just felt like it was so unnecessary, the whole thing. Oh, it's, no, not fun. And like I said, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it would make it right, but let's be fair, if it was someone like, but the thing is, they don't, do, they don't. They don't do it. No, yeah. Well, obviously they wouldn't do it now. But do if, you know what I mean? It's like they didn't actually call out no. when it would make sense. If you're a le- legitimate beefy stromboli, they don't call you out. But if you're in absolutely banging shape but not stick thin, yeah, you get called out for it. Yeah, like at one point King says, "Oh, this is survival of the fattest." He actually said that two matches before because that's that when is, I noted it. Yeah, and I'm like, in what world? She, in what world? Great shape. Honestly, because she's—it's the shape where—and I know this is like—it sounds like we're kind of going the other way by being over complimentary, but she's not overly toned, which I like. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. When I she see looks a woman, like a woman. Six. Yeah, exactly. Does does it? Do you know what yeah. I mean? No, to like me. a natural woman. Oh, you're gonna sing. I was tempted. <laughs> I stopped myself. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, and I just thought, like looking at it, and we all know how I felt about Trish back then. But yeah. I look now, and she's in better shape. To me, that's a better shape than Trish. Yeah. It's just, it's just uh, the hair is where I draw yeah, the line because we've got limits. Um, so basically, they've all made it clear that the idea is Molly Holly is fat, but shit, she is in fantastic shape. Yeah, I just yeah, mad. And I said her hair is four flavors of shit though. I mean, yeah, it's not ideal. It's not good. Uh, Trish comes out wearing the co-host's favorite color, and I appreciate the shout out. Um, it was good purple. Yeah. Very good purple. Yeah. Although her entrance isn't the same without the mu- the music, the different music. It's like, yeah, I like the obviously the laugh at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I think that came I think in. It comes later, doesn't it? In about a year's time, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, so before the match even starts, Trish has to be restrained by the ref. Mm-hmm. But when she goes to take her belt off, she's jumped. Good heel work by Molly. Yes. Well played. Also, apparently, Poppy Power. According to some on commentary. Who's that some on commentary? Oh, honestly, just... It's, if we had a pound, or actually if we were drinking, if we did a shot every time an inappropriate comment was said, we'd be absolutely... You'd be dropping L-bombs all over the place yeah, at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I put, right, I'm tu- uh, tuning commentary out. Yeah. Just heard fat-ass thong yeah. and, what was it, rikishi-sized butt? Yeah. And I heard the phrase JR in a thong and I was like, no, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. No, I cannot be doing with this kind of mental yeah. imagery. Uh, we hear the We Want Puppies chant because uh, Attitude Era. Yeah. I said, just what a stark contrast that is to the last show we watched. Yeah, isn't it? Just Imagine if we saw Becky Lynch. In comparison. Yeah. Yeah, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, last woman standing. Yeah. We want puppies. Yeah. No. Perish the thoughts. Absolutely Perish not. the thoughts. Molly Holly is gradually beating down Trish, who very nicely steps into a victory roll. I actually thought that was really yeah. good. So she kind of steps over the shoulder, rolls yeah. forward. Really well executed. 
Uh, I think a lot of the credit as well has to go to Molly Holly for being sturdy base. For, for sure. That, which doesn't help the fact that I'm saying don't call her. She's just strong. She's just strong. Yeah. yeah. Good core strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, the neck breaker that follows gets a two, as does the wheelbarrow pin attempt, oh. is what I called that. Yeah. Because I don't really know what else it is. No. They kind of do a wheelbarrow yeah. shape, but reversed, that came after. And I'm sure there's an official name for it, which eludes me. Uh, Trish is then flung neck first onto the bottom rope and then drop kick to the floor. So it was done very well. Mm. But when you're falling, I find it must be harder to gauge how to stop yourself from actually yes. knocking yourself out or crushing your Yuck. larynx briefly. <laughs> uh, it looked nasty, but again, it was well executed. Mm-hmm. Molly then sends Trish face first into the apron and tosses her into the crowd. Lucky crowd. Yeah. It's interesting to watch as well, like, because Molly is definitely painted in this one as being the vicious, like, mm-hmm. heel. And Trish is very, like, vulnerable and, like, and I was like, this is old. Princess mentality. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, like, that would be the roles reversed in terms of what's considered a heel and a face. Mm-hmm. The kick-ass, take-charge, take-no-shit woman. Yeah. Is the face yeah, and the sure. princess. Like, it's kind of like how Carmella mm-hmm. has that kind of vibe going for her. Yeah. And the shit kicking, you've got Becky Lynch. Yeah. Complete role reversal. Interesting. Go back in the ring and Trish hits a very good corner handstand Hurricane Runner when she could still do this move and it yeah. looked good. Really good. Yeah. No issue with it at all. There's for- also a comment about, I know you've blocked out commentary by it now, but yeah, I had there was a, um, a comment about playing Naked Twister. Oh, no, I did hear that. And JR was like, no, thank you. I'm a married man. Also, I thought, is that where I got Naked Twister from? So I've made that comment a few Maybe. times. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Uh, we get a flurry of chops uh, from Stratus in the corner, including a lovely bit of self-spanking, which was yeah, completely... Weird. Oh, no, it's needed. Otherwise, how it? Can... Yeah. Was it? It's the noise. Because that's like, this is nice what it noise, sounds like. to be fair, but... Yeah. She didn't lick her hand either. This no. was before the hand-licking era. Uh, clothesline and then a drop kick. Neither were great. No. Uh, Trish using a chick kick as a, transi- a transitional move, easy for me to say. Yeah. She hit it a couple times on Molly and it never led to a, even a pin attempt, I don't think. Um, but then she sees her stress faction countered into a German suplex, which was nice. Trish yes. only just got her shoulder up, yeah. which was a bit close. Uh, Molly go around misses, which looked painful. Oh, that has got to jar your spine. But um, she's like uh, a decent sized posterior, shall we say. So. Oh, it's still not going to be nice because the momentum that you're hitting it with as well. No. Um, we see a roll-up pin by Trish, but it's countered into one by Molly. Yes. And she holds the tights. We get the one, yeah. two, three new women's champion. Yeah. Both okay. titles have changed hands so far. Yeah. Will it be three? Who? Well, I well, we who know. knows? We Everyone know. Everyone knows who's it. seen it as well. But <laughs> that was a really boring match. I'll yeah, be wasn't honest. good. Wasn't good. Really dull. It was before Trish was fully in her pomp as. Um, mm-hmm. A good in-ring work. It wasn't. There was nothing bad apart from the couple moves were a little bit sloppy. They weren't really given time to do no. much, so it's probably no, as good exactly. as they could have made it with what they had at their disposal. Yeah. But I didn't particularly enjoy it. No. Go backstage once more. Oh, Kurt Angle interview. What the fuck is he wearing a toupee? I had forgotten that this was a thing. I'll be honest, I had, and I, I laughed as soon as I, I saw it. Honestly, I couldn't stop laughing. I'd forgotten all about it, and then I was like, oh. I see. So ridiculous. So we see Angle visibly wearing some roadkill under his amateur wrestling yeah. uh, gear, which is strapped on pretty well, it to was. be fair. Because it doesn't move too, too much. No. Uh, 
And then Angle said, if Vince McMahon wanted Hulk to be a zookeeper, he would have been. Which I like that, because basically Hulk's like, oh, I'm the Americana, I'm the all-American yeah. hero. And Angle's like, if he told you you were a dustbin man, you'd have been a dustbin yeah. man. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Yeah. Good promo work by yeah, Angle. So I feel good. vindicated with my score for him. I said it was a good promo in general. And then we sent once again to Taz and Mike and Cole in the cheap... Michael? Michael, Michael and Cole and Michael Cole in the cheap seats. I did like at the end where he goes, oh, it's true. It's red, white and blue. I was like, yes, red, yeah, white and blue, true. Nice. I like yeah. that. It was good. Very clever. Again, yeah, back in the cheap seats for Taz and Michael Cole. Like, no one cares. No one cares. No. We, we see him once. Taz's still got his sunglasses on. You'd be oh, pleased right. to hear. Yeah, it just annoys me. And now we go, and it's not just Hulk Hogan. This isn't any Hulk Hogan. This is Marks and Spencer's Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, same gear as Hulk Hogan, though, basically. Well, yeah, but he's got a couple of feather bubbles on. Well, yeah. This and a bandana. Yeah, okay, I'll take it back. Yeah, it is kind of a hybrid between the two. I'll mm-hmm. give you that. Because Hollywood Hulk Hogan, to me, is the black and white NWO, okay. WCW Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yes. Going against uh, one of the Muppets, Kurt Angle. <laughs> Fozzy Bear. Yeah, Fozzy Bear. Waka, waka. <laughs> so, it's... On paper, yeah. very interesting match. Yes. Very, very interesting I was match. Intrigued. Uh, I like the little story. This the good thing for me with the older pay per views is that they give a little a little VT of why we're having this. Impressed you impressed with VT. My VT? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It didn't take away from it, and I couldn't remember why they were feeling. Yeah. To be fair, do you remember how Angle came to Luce's hair? They do mention it in the match briefly. No. Uh, so he lost a match to Edge in a hair versus hair match. Oh, one of those so, stupid matches. Yeah. He looks so much better without hair, though. He does, because even when I now go back and watch older Kurt Angle stuff and I see the hair, I go, what? The buzz cut. Yeah. It's like the John Cena buzz cut. Oh, don't. That Sorry. gets me upset. That gets but, me upset. Yeah, I think he looks so much better with a shaved head. Oh, he does. So my first comment on this is, why is Hogan coming out first? And what the hell was that music? So, yeah, it wasn't the music I'd expected. So it wasn't, I am a real... Yeah. But I looked up what it was supposed to be, and it was Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. Oh. And I was like, oh, that would have been good. But they obviously, no. licensing reasons, don't want to use it anymore, so they're not paying for it. So they put that on there. But again, why is it coming out first? Yeah, that was weird. I, I see no logical reason why they've done that. Especially with the crowd pop. Yeah, why, why have they done like, that? Like, have Angle come out to you suck? Yep. And then, hey. But the crowd pop, I don't even know how much of that had to be filtered in because with the music that they've dubbed yeah, over... Yeah, true. Unless they're on separate tracks. Yeah, I'm sure know. he... Oh, that was a whistle. I'm sure he did get a good reception, yeah. but it's difficult to tell yeah. because of what they did with the music. I did actually say it was one of Hogan's better looks, this, because I like I really the liked it. blonde, ta- but with, with the, the stubble. With the dark stubble. I works. did actually really like it. I yep. know I've commented before about... he ate, To me, he ages backwards. Obviously not now, like, and he yeah. is old, but Late here 60s, he looked yeah. younger than in some of the older videotapes I've seen yep. when he's been wrestling, yeah, fair. which really confused me. And the fact that, to me, he looked in great shape, and this was three years before the match he had with Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. I was like, bloody hell. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. We see the You Suck chance in full force of at course. this stage. I said the fans just love Hogan, man. Mm-hmm. Really love Hogan. Start off, Hogan out muscles Angle and sends him flying into the corner before posing, because Hogan... Showing his veteran power. Veteran power. Yeah, oh, sponsored by Old Spice. Yeah. Top wrist lock lasts for an age. Like, it's just too long. Just too, too mm-hmm. long. Against a Hogan match, you kind of know what you're getting. It's going to be a But it's slower. also an Angle match. Yeah. 
I want more from yeah. a cable match. Eventually, Hogan escapes and shoulder tackles Angle to the floor. And I thought, oh, hello. Mm-hmm. Let's just remember Shawn Michaels doing the overselling. <laughs> but Angle obviously doesn't yeah. do that because he had no reason to. Sloppy clothesline from Angle. Um, I don't know if there was a miscommunication along the way here. Uh, it leads to Hogan throwing Kurt to the floor, though. Uh, brief brawl before they return back to the ring. Yeah. I just Again, it's just downhill from here with the matches going outside the ring. Angle eats the top turnbuckle nine times. I think it is. Oh, uh, God. It's, I mean, part of me is annoyed because we've talked about this, the same thing over and over again. I, we don't like it. But I think because the way Angle sells it, is that right? Yeah. Or performs it, it doesn't look... You can't, from the camera angle it's given, it actually looks like what is happening is actually happening. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I gave it to them as like a, oh, you can have this one. It's also padding. Oh, for sure. It's like a cushion. Yeah. But only the Samoans can not be affected by that. Because they've got a thicker skull, <laughs> apparently. God. That's just how it works. The Samoans are the only ones that no sell it. Uh, so, yeah, he eats it nine times. Then Hogan signals that he's going to remove the wig. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's hit with a low blow. Of course. Why not? Uh, ninth dick punch of dick the night, punch. I think. Dick punch. Uh, Angle beats Hogan in the corner. And this is not going to be a pacey match. All corners. All corners. All corners. Yeah, all corners. I mean, I said it got a bit of nice movement, but just because it's from one corner to another to another, so it wasn't I was stagnant, a bit like, it? yeah, so they weren't just standing around, but also it was a bit like, all right, chop top. But we then go into a back suplex, which looked good. Mm-hmm. And Angle, um, I'm surprised Hogan agreed to do a lot of the moves in yeah. this match, to be fair. Um, back suplex, make it two from the gold medalist, who then chokes Hulk on the middle rope, and we start to hear the... <laughs> selling of Hogan uh, Hollywood suplexes Angle I don't think I've ever hit, seen Hogan hit a suplex in my life no he never hits him I mean I'm sure I'm going to be proven wrong in some of the other shows we see but I don't recall him ever hitting one he does do Bobby my favourite move at some point no 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 oh don't worry we <laughs> will get to that wangle. we will get to I love that. the tumbo Angle applies a sleeper hold here oh, we are snort me now and I would bet the house I know what is coming Holly, do the honours. <laughs> I'm asleep. I'm asleep. I'm awake. No, 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 no. no, no. no. <laughs> I do like the fact. I hate the sleep, sleep, awake. But it was just the hand with the no, no, no. Yeah. And I was like, I just like it. It's funny. <laughs> Hogan then applies a sleeper of his own. But a third back suplex breaks the hole pretty quickly. Yeah. Angle slam only gets a two. And now Hogan is doing what Hogan does. I do like the old, the, I don't know how to describe it because I'm doing it. The waving your hand in front of your ear, ear. cupping the ear. Again, it's it's one of his things. It is. I clearly don't care about his wrestling, but I like like what he does in the ring. So Hogan begins hulking up, big boot on Kurt, and Hogan removes his headgear and wig. I just don't understand why he was embarrassed. He looks so much better. It was just a pride thing as much as anything, right, I think. Okay. Um, all that was gimmick-wise, why it was done right. like that. Uh, Angle goes to leave until mm. Hulk puts the wig on. Yeah. Uh, it's the, I can't remember the last time Hogan had hair there, to be fair. I know, it's so, weird, isn't it? Yeah, it was very weird. <laughs> looked like a Donald Trump toupee oh was on the God. go. Uh, Angle runs in with a chair. Mrs. Hogan. This I liked. This was good. <laughs> it made me laugh. He hits the ropes and it bounces back and hits him in his own face. Very clever. Yep. Yeah. Uh Oh, God, what have I written there? Because that looks bad. 
This next bit was quite clever, well, I thought. Yeah, so... it was executed. Big boot from Hulk once again, but he misses the leg drop as Angle grabs the ankle lock. I liked that. I thought that was a nice touch. It was. It was wasn't speedy. A, yeah, that's the issue. It, it was, was a nice idea. <laughs> nice idea, but not quite executed perfectly. No. Both men are very sweaty. Yes. How is anyone holding anything? Because there's so much sweat all over the gap. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's fair. Maybe it's like a Batista contract signing homage. That hasn't happened yet. (laughs) Uh, Hogan eventually makes the ropes, but it's pulled back. Yeah. Tries to roll twice to escape, but Angle is just relentless holding on to that ankle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hogan is pulled away from the ropes one more time, and he taps, which is the first and only time I think he's ever submitted Mm -hmm. in a WWE ring. I did Google it as well. Yeah, I know he's submitted in WCW. They said in WWE this is the only... And, oh, and, it's, says, and a lot of people said that they were surprised. Like, I went onto some a fan thing, I don't know what you call them, forum, forum thank yeah. you. Um, and a lot of people were saying that they didn't expect the match to finish that way because they didn't expect Hogan to have agreed to let it finish that way. Yeah. Uh, I think the only thing that he's got going for him is that if Angle wanted to take Hogan down and tap yeah. him out, who's going to do it? Yeah. Olympic gold medalist wrestler Hogan would have stood a chance. Absolutely. Not that Angle did submission moves as part of amateur wrestling, mm-hmm. but so I think Hogan was probably, and again, I'm speculating here, was probably okay with the fact or the idea behind it was a legitimate athlete. Yes. If he was ever yeah, going like, to. Yeah, like if you're going to tap out to anyone, that's someone other, decent to tap out to. Only other one you'd kind of go with is like a Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I think. But yeah. Yeah, again, I was very surprised. I don't think it hurt Hogan mm-hmm. at all and made Angle look like a superstar. Yeah. In the process, yeah. I think it was really well done. Yeah, the match, you know, it's difficult with a Hogan match to get too excited. It's Again, it's not so bad, better than the last one. If you could watch that on one and a half speed, I think it. I would have liked it more because yeah. actually, I didn't mind the content of it. It's just the pacing, the timing of from one segment to another was just. If I could watch it on a higher speed, fine. I also think it's just a market improvement from the debacle we saw yeah I think also because this is probably the second only the second Hulk match I've probably I've definitely seen some others in my past yeah. but like analysing wise yes so only the second one for it's him it's better it's far fucking better than that shit show we watched it really is speaking of um, well oh. I don't think it is <laughs> I'll be honest so we go backstage oh. where we see uh, Goldust who's uh, dressed in the rocks gear oh People's eyebrow painted on because this was a phase where Goldust was imitating a lot okay, of people. Okay, right. I didn't understand it. So, so I was like, and what the fuck is going on there? He's starting to team with Booker T. Oh, and the pairing okay. of them together is great because the amount of times that Booker has to stop himself from laughing, right? even in this segment alone, I think is great. So we see Goldust wearing the rock cosplay. He goes into a full impression until the real article appears behind him. Mm-hmm. And it's just the rock's mannerisms, his face of. Looking gold dust up and down. Yeah. Brilliant. It's the kind of comedy that I liked. It wasn't too over the top. We then get The Rock mocking gold dust and Booker T tries not to laugh. Mm-hmm. Rock says he's here to see what happens with the undisputed title. Talk, talks in the third person the whole time. Of course he does. It's The Rock. I know. And I know he's always done that. But I watched the clip where he came back to Raw. Was it last week? Yes. And I, I had to turn it off. Oh no! I had to turn it off. I did come back and watch the rest of it later, okay. but because I'd watched this, right, and then I was—I think I was making dinner, so I put that on because it was like a twenty-five minute yes. full segment. Um, Jinder Mahal. Oh, okay. 
fucking fuck off. Honestly, I know. Um, again, I did, I did feel a bit bad after a little while though. But I was like, oh, and the rock says this, and the rock does this, and the rock does that. I'm like, oh god, please stop. I'm I, gonna start doing it at work. I think I'm was, talking about myself in the third person. I think you should. <laughs> Holly says. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit later on where third person I think actually works quite well. Not okay. third person. There's a. As, not soliloquy but there's a part later on which I actually really enjoyed mm-hmm. I think you might have done as well so after he says he's here to see what uh, happens with the undisputed title he asks Goldust what he does and Goldust says I have more ammunition in my cannon than you know the rock looks him up and down and says stop rubbing yourself nobody wants to hear about ammunition in your cannon Booker really struggles with this really struggles his head yeah. goes down and then rock does his thing leaves Goldust goes to then uh, mock Booker T mm-hmm. or impersonate Booker T. Booker puts the five fingers up in front yes. of him, nods the head, and then screams "sucker" in his face, and this one's over. I liked it. I mean, of all the backstage segments we've had so far, that is the best. Yeah, I, I actually, I loved it. It was really good. Really enjoyed it. We then go now. This was a short. Right, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go for it. This was a shorter pay per view. It felt like one of the longest I'd ever seen. And I paused it at this point. I don't know what I was doing. Probably refilling my glass, let's be honest. And I looked, I was like, there's still 45 minutes left. But I totally forgot. Well, I didn't even know what was coming. So I was like, how the hell are they going to drag this out for 45 minutes? I didn't even realise there was another fucking match. So I knew at this point, because I this is where I paused it. So I watched yeah. everything relatively in one go, apart from a couple of walkaways that I had to do mm-hmm. from frustration. So I knew there were two matches left. Mm. My concern was, I recalled the Lesnar-RVD match not being particularly long. Right. And because I knew the other match coming, yeah. I was in a dark place. Okay. Because we'll, we'll, yeah, get, we'll get there, there when we get there. Yeah. But this is the final yeah. of the King of the Ring 2002 tournament. We've Lovely. got Brock Lesnar against Rob Van Dam. Talk about Styles Clash. Honestly, I thought this was going to be a quick one and done. I expected it. I mean, if it was being done now, it sure it shit would, would be. It would be like a two-minute, yep. wouldn't it? Um, I said this contrast of styles actually excites me. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, RVD is significantly smaller than yes. Brock Lesnar, but this was still in the era where Brock Lesnar isn't the animal that yes, he is now. for sure. And he People worked... did actually get their punches in and... Exactly, you know I mean? like, got yeah. their time to shine. Yeah. So at the time, mm-hmm. I didn't watch this pay-per-view... And I think I actually read the results of it in one of the magazines that came out shortly thereafter. Old school. Yeah, I used to love getting wow. wrestling magazines. I've been in a couple of them. Really? Uh, yeah, I've had, not articles, but yeah. things posted in it. Um, still got them somewhere, actually. I don't know where they are. But anyway, and I saw those two in the final and I thought, oh, that would be cool to watch. So I, I don't know. Even though I've seen this match a few times, still going into this, I was like, yeah, this is a match that would excite me. Mm-hmm. Definitely would excite me. So I said both men are athletic. So even though yes. like Brock's bringing power... It's just different athletic. Very different like, athleticism. But yeah. it, they've both got it in, in abundance. Yeah. Uh, Heyman shouting encouragement makes him feel big time. When Just the way... He, not as in makes Heyman feel big time. Yeah. But just him shouting Lesnar and all this yeah. stuff makes him just feel like a, a big deal. Yeah. Which he was. He went on to, be, to prove to be the case. Match starts. Brock runs RVD right into the corner, but Van Dam yeah. turns it around pretty quickly. Because yeah. now what you'd expect is shoulder block, shoulder block, yes. German suplex, German Damn. suplex, F five, fuck yeah. you. But uh, Van Dam turns it around pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. 
uh, RVD reverses over a back body drop attempt. I like that. Yeah, because he kind of... I don't know how to explain it, but he back somersaults over. Yes. Didn't land perfectly on his no, feet. No, but I really like it. I love it when he does that. But the thrust kick that followed, sure as shit, looked like it yeah. hit Brock Lesnar in the throat. Yes. Brock sells it like a treat. Uh, a monkey flip attempt is probably not a good idea against someone the size of Brock yeah, Lesnar. Let's, let's not. And uh, it's just good because what what would you do if you're Lesnar? Someone's just jumped there. I'm going to pick you up and just throw Absolutely. you into the mat as hard yeah. as I can. Yeah. Really good powerbomb. Heyman shouting yes on the outside is either a precursor to Daniel Bryan or a When Harry Met Sally tribute. <laughs> Couldn't decide yep. which. He's just going, yes, 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 <laughs> the whole time. Lesnar picks up Van Damme and charges him back first into the opposite corners before a high-angle power slam. I don't know what he was originally going for there, no, but I feel I don't like know. he changed his mind partway through it. Because yeah. it was like he was going to throw him onto his shoulders yeah. and they went, oh, actually, no, I'm just no. going to... So, But it looked good. Yeah, I just fine. know that that wasn't what he intended going into no. it. And this is where we start to see Van Damme's back really start playing in. So it was evidenced a little bit earlier after the double underhook yes. suplex that Jericho hit in the mm-hmm. first match. Uh, Lesnar then picks up Van Damme. By his unitard. By his unitard. <laughs> and he hits him with just those oh, backbreakers. The two backbreakers. horrendous. And I don't know if it's again playing on the you know rvd's got that flexibility so maybe but, he, but it looks awkward because it's a side it's like a rat he literally ragdolls him over his knee there. sideways though yeah. so backwards i feel like you've got more maneuverability yeah. than you do on the sideways side, oh it looked it looked exactly how you would want it to look really yeah for sure and we know how i feel about a bear hug in a more modern age wrestling and i hate it but i fully believe this that works brock lesnar doing it would between suck between this matchup as well yeah it's, why wouldn't you? Yeah, if he was doing it on Big Show, I'd be like, come yeah, on. Yeah, I'd be fucking stupid. Come on. But uh, yeah, believe that would be absolutely horrendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock misses a corner charge. Van Damme's had a very good success rate of avoiding corner charges yeah. in his two matches. Uh, and goes shoulder first into the ring post. RVD then throws multiple kicks at Brock before a top rope sidekick drops him. Yeah. So another one of those top rope sidekicks which fills me with fear. Mm-hmm. Rolling Thunder. Yeah. Gets Big two. fan, big fan. And the kick out, though, sees him nearly land on the ref. I know. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's a nice touch. Yeah. It's kind of that power play. Very much so. Five star frog splash follows. But Lovely. Heyman, yes. Lovely. Very good. Could watch him do those. He's my. Oh, if I had to rate the people that do them, I, for me, he would be top. Yep. Shortly followed by Eddie Guerrero for me. Oh, see, I don't even think I'd put him next. You'd be wrong, because I know you go put Seth Rollins in. Yes. Seth, Rollins. <laughs> Seth Rollins is just not better than I Eddie probably Guerrero. just haven't watched enough of them recently. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Seth if I watched them again, Seth will end up falling down the line. And that's not me saying that Seth does it badly, because he no. doesn't. But the force that Eddie looks like he hits it yeah. with looks more impactful okay. to me, which is why I put him above yeah. Rollins. Rollins is up there, for yeah. sure. But I would put Rollins after Owens. Oh, He'd be... Okay. But I really like... Okay, right, we're going down the road. here. Sorry. I really like the way that... So Eddie Guerrero, as I mentioned before, took that move from Art Bar. Okay. After this, remind me, and I'll show you okay. Art Bar hitting it, and it was just very mm-hmm. good. But we never really saw anything of him because of At his tragic point, end. We'll do rate the rate the move. Yeah, done by who, the who hit it best? Yeah, we'll do that. Who wore then... it best? Who hit it best? Exactly. So after the five-star frog splash, you'd expect um, RVD to go for the pin, but he doesn't. Heyman no. guillotines RVD over the top rope. What was great here, though, was that Van Damme stumbled back and collapsed, lying on top of Lesnar. So that was very good. Yes. yes. Nice. I, really good touch. I literally wrote, is this it? 
is this going to be how it finished? Because that would have been bloody brilliant. Yeah. Heyman falls to his knees, thinking, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah. Because you think, oh, Brock's going to kick his mm-hmm. ass. But Brock gets out at the count of two. Yeah. Heyman looks relieved, but is then quickly dropped with a baseball slide to the back of the head. Of course. Brilliant. So, to be fair. Scrambles to put his hat back on. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> RVD then leaps to the top rope. Always love that. Always loved him going up there in one bound. Yes, I, I think we covered it in Evolution, didn't we, with the girl... Um, EO Sky. Yeah. And or Shirai, she is then. And um, obviously he's the first guy I think I've seen do that. I'm sure from others re- have done from it. Reviewing, but... From the ones we've reviewed. Oh, yeah. I'd be and pretty... it's, it's just effortless. Yeah, really good. Really, really good. Um, so he leaps to the top rope. He mm-hmm. takes flight, but he's caught mid-air. Mm. I love, so he didn't actually go straight to the top. To no. be fair. He jumped to the middle rope and then spun to hit a crossbody. Nice. Lesnar catches him. Game straight over. on the shoulders. F5. Van Damme looks dead. Absolutely. Brilliant sell. But One, brilliant. two, three. Brock Lesnar is your yeah. king of the wing. Did you... Wing... King of the King Chicken of the wings. wings. Now that was Rikishi. Did you know that Brock Lesnar won the tournament? I don't. I don't remember. My we know my memory is piss poor. I could watch a match today and forget it, like tomorrow, if so, I'm not taking notes. So this earned him a shot mm. at the undisputed title okay. at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Do you know who he had a match with at SummerSlam? Ooh. So was it the person that held the undisputed? Was it Rock? Oh, okay. Yeah, the Rock took it off. Whoever the winner was of the main event coming up next before oh, the pay per view, I see. So which makes okay, that makes sense then. Brock. As in, how the next one unfolds makes sense now because yep. otherwise, why? Would why that make sense? exactly? But before okay. we go to the main event, oh no, we go backstage one more time. Why? What are you saying? Why for? This is another one of your uh, Mount Rushmore. I'm fine with it, but I just don't need to, like the backstage wasn't necessary, was it? What did, what value did it bring? Because all I thought was that these people were going to make an appearance. Well, that was the suggestion, wasn't it? Mm. So we see Triple H and the NWO backstage. So first of all, Triple H is coming to the ring, sees Shawn Michaels, yeah, forming uh, the founding fathers of DX, should mm-hmm. I say? They've got a history. So Shawn hasn't long been back. Oh, we see. Yeah. So after '98, when mm-hmm. he lost the title to Stone Cold at WrestleMania, uh, he was out for a significant period with back issues. He was addicted to painkillers. Oh, he was in a very see. bad way, mm-hmm. quite immobile. Um, he went away. I think pretty much everyone thought he was done. 2002, in a bit of a better place. Found okay. God at some point in between. Yeah. Came back, and this would go on to lead on to his main feud. But he came back joining the NWO for whatever reason. Okay. We see them come face to face backstage. Mm. We then shortly see them Barney. Kevin Nash come out. Yeah. All three of them have a group hug because they are part of the clique. Why not? So if I think we covered it on a podcast before Mm -hmm. when Kevin Nash or Diesel as he was at the time and Razor Ramon left Mm -hmm. WWE around the same time, they had what's known in the business as the curtain call. I think it was a Madison Square Garden house show. I don't think it was even on TV or anything like that. Uh, Diesel and Razor Ramon finished their match. And then uh, Shawn Michaels came out, Triple H came oh, out. Oh, yes, I do remember. And they did the arms in the air celebration, yeah. like basically forgetting all the storylines and yeah. stuff. It was like a, you just didn't do that no. back then. Um, so this was a kind of throwback to the fans. We then see uh, Shawn Walkman or X Pac. X Pac. Yeah. yeah. And Big Show, who I completely I forgot was didn't... put in the WWE's version of NWO. Yeah. I'll be honest as well, when I saw them all there, I was like, what the fuck is Big Show there? He was, I think, 
in when the NWO originally started in WCW, it was obviously the Outsiders, which was Scott Hall mm-hmm. and Kevin Nash. The third man was Hulk Hogan. Yes. They then had Ted DiBiase, mm. who was a million dollar man, who was their manager of sorts. Okay. And I think the fifth member was actually the Giant, Big Show. Because oh. they were going, oh, he's Andre the Giant's son. Um, that was right, his gimmick. I see. So I knew he was in the WCW version and he was in and out and it was just a sham. But I don't remember them putting him in the WWE version, so it can't have been for that long. Mm-hmm. But we see them all there. As Triple H is going to the ring, Kevin Nash says, just throw up the two sweet symbol if you want our help. Yeah. That's it. We now go to the main event of the evening. Mm-hmm. This is now my longest note-taking match. Oh, God. Okay. I also have to apologise in this one. Because I have previously said... Well, do you want to... You can start by saying what the match is and then I'll... Oh, okay. interlude. So Undertaker is defending yeah. the WWE Undisputed title against Triple H. Okay, here is my apology. I previously have said that I didn't mind the Undertaker in the American badass era. And you said, you only like it because of the song. And I went, yeah, probably. This clarified I only liked it because of the song. Clip that. <laughs> I want that for posterity <laughs> in the future. I don't apologise ever. So th- this proved to me that it was 100% the song that was doing it for me because I was like, what the fuck is this? Yep. And I just willed Triple H to hurry up and come out so I could watch that instead. Yep. So here comes the American red ass on his bike. <laughs> and as much as I dislike the gimmick, and I dislike the gimmick, mm-hmm. uh, the champion shouldn't come in first. Oh, yeah. Again, Why? That is a very good I know good he's the, the heel in it, but he's coming out on a bike, he's the champion. Come in second. That is true, actually. That Stupid. doesn't make sense. Unless they were saying, oh, well, we had to do the NWO and Triple H bit first, so you had to believe that he was further away. No, you didn't. Yeah. Pre-record that Pre-record shit. Pre-record it, yeah. Yeah, and send Triple H out. But then oh, I guess they'd say, where's Triple H walking? Yeah. Annoying. And like I said, I don't like the the American Badass version of the, the gimmick. Mm-hmm. I've already said that, but still, that shouldn't be happening. No. Some woman is losing her ever-loving fucking mind at Triple H coming out. You just hear... Yeah, I know. It was really loud as well. Like, it's annoying. Horrendous ear sore. Horrendous. <laughs> I said, the mad cow sounds possessed. Yeah. Sorry, I just read one of my notes. I remember doing this. Go on. It's... it's I mean, it's not about wrestling whatsoever. I didn't well, it kind it of me. is, but... I remember being younger, obviously. What? When was this? 2002? Mm-hmm. So I would have been... 14? Just 14. Um, and back then, obviously, not really... There was no one here, really, and I was that attracted to. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah, Triple H would get it here. <laughs> absolutely the would. as well. Oh, I fucking love a big schnoz. I know you do. Oh, absolutely. For our American listeners, schnoz means nose, just in oh, case. I love a, a unique schnoz. And I was like, it's the... Oh, yeah, I would. I know. Absolutely. I know you would. I can only apologise. Uh, so I put here my first comment on the, the Triple H. I put the game is in prime roid mode. Here. Yes. Uh, quad tearing era. Oh, is this? Oh, he's not it? long come back from a quad tear. Oh, okay. And again, that's the type of injury that you only get from extensive steroid abuse. Oh, okay. That muscle injury doesn't happen like that no. to most people. Oh, it's okay. just it's specifically a steroid. So is that why it happened to Vince as well? I see. At the same oh, you're time, teaching me. Big facts today. Yeah, and Triple H didn't just tear his once. He's done it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, 
The two men go nose to chin before mm. they begin throwing hands. Yeah. The ref, I think the ref choice, whether it was done intentionally or not, was very clever because it made the guys look bigger because yeah. the ref was so I th- short. I could be wrong, but I think Triple H is 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, okay. I don't think he's a giant, but obviously he's well, stacked yeah. to the gills, so I get it. Um, Triple H explodes out the corner and takes Taker down with a choke, basically. Mm-hmm. Then clotheslines him to the floor, and we're outside already. A theme that will continue. Did you know Undertaker was 37? Yeah. Fuck me, tough paper round. Honestly, I had to Google it three times. He was 37, and I was like, hang on, he's two years older than I am now in this match, and he looks like he's 50. I was going to say, you wore it better, for sure. Thank you. Also, why the fuck has he got a carabiner on his belt? Where's he going rock climbing? Honestly, once I saw it, I wish I'd not seen it. Because I was really? like, why? Why? Of all the things that were going to get referenced in this, oh. I wasn't expecting to hear the word carabiner. I know. Neither was I. Uh, Taker then grabs uh, Hunter's leg and pulls him out right after. Mm-hmm. Forgot to mention that Heyman is commentating for this match. It's a welcome addition. Because I was so yeah, angry true. with mm-hmm. Lawler at that it point. It did add a bit of I just wanted something, him with it. something. Yep. Taker tells Earl Hebner to shut up before he has his own head smacked into the steel steps. I put the amount of product in Undertaker's hair is obscene. Oh, I know. Which character did he play in Greece again? <laughs> is it Danny? You're funny. Absolutely not. Big ginger bitch. Stop. Both men brawl outside the ring for a while longer mm. and I'm bored. Was this the one where they said, like, oh, the ref is scared to count them out? Probably. I wasn't listening. And I was just like, someone do. Get in the ring. Do your fucking job. So I've just turned the page. These are the notes I've got left. Jesus. Yep. Taker slows the pace back in the ring with mm-hmm. back elbows in the corner, but he misses a boot. Yes. Triple H starts raining down right hands, but is then dropped face first onto the top turnbuckle. And then I put here, and this is God's honest truth, I legitimately zoned out for about 30 seconds. Yeah. I was staring at the screen. But you weren't taking anything took in. Took nothing in, and then came back as Taker hit a sidewalk slam. So I hope nothing important happened in that period, because I refused to rewind it. No. Uh, the undead man drives the point of the elbow twice into Triple H before the guillotine leg drop over the apron. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. The game starts to fight back with rights but runs into a big boot. Yep. Once more they head back outside. Stop, stop it. Yeah, I know. Stop I know. It. Every damn time. As Taker throws him to the floor, uh, the game then hits a suplex on the floor, which, again, that's got to suck. Yeah, it doesn't look nice. And they return to the ring, mercifully. Mm. I'm finding this match dreadfully boring. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't enjoy it, which makes it hilarious. <laughs> I was sat there going, I swear to God, if that yep. bastard hits old school, I'll be Oh, were you waiting for him to hold hands and go up the rope? Because they do go up the ropes now. But, it, but, yeah. Yeah. So both men fight on top of the turnbuckles, but it doesn't really come yeah. to anything. It's no. just much of a nothing. Boring headbutts. I hate them. I hate them. Because mm. we know they don't connect. And unless your camera angle is spot on, we can see or you've got the, it doesn't connect. Yeah. Like McIntyre hits oh. the Glaswegian kiss. Yes. Yep. It just, no. Both men, yeah, so we just covered that. Taker then hits the dumbass running clothesline. How, if you're six foot ten, which mm-hmm. Undertaker is, giant. you run and you hit them full force. You jumping and then just catching them at the top, that's less impactful than if you just yeah. run at them full force. Stupid. Hate it. Moped man then removes the turnbuckle padding, but is countered with an Irish whip into the exposed steel. 
Of course. A neck breaker. You know, why not? Well, exactly why not. Neckbreaker swiftly follows, as does a very, very weak spinebuster by Triple H. And I think mm. it's because Undertaker's heavy, Triple H wasn't set right. No. Triple H's turn to go back first into the steel, and then Snake Eyes is no sold. So I don't understand this. So he got so the Snake Eyes is when he's dropped face first onto the turnbuckle. Yeah. So earlier on when Triple H was mounting down with punches, yeah. Undertaker kind of fell backwards and let Triple H hit face first. Yes. He sold that. This one, on exposed steel, when yeah. it was thrown there. Didn't sell, then hits the running high knee. I'm feeling salty. <laughs> Taker hits a DDT and we hear the two have a nice little chat. Oh, discuss yeah. their weekend yeah. plans. Uh, not the first time they do it either. No, it's Happens not. Later it's on. annoying. Really dumb and obvious ref bump is how I describe this. Uh, oh, this winds me up so bad. Because Earl so Hebner dumb. does this weird little... Um, oh, I'm going to dance onto the dance floor dance and then just shuffles his way into, into the corner it's like when people are lying on the mat isn't it and they're, they're moving into position, into position. it's yeah. like you're, you're standing you're allowed to move around just don't make it look so fucking obvious yeah Triple H effectively goes to hit a pedigree yeah. Undertaker blocks it and then slingshots him straight into El Hebner who then freezes in animation like That's Han so, Solo so and Star funny. Wars at this point this is where I thought I see I don't remember this at all and I was like oh do we get a new ref I was like I wonder if the rock I thought the rock was going to come out in a ref top and be like a special a special guest ref alas he didn't but I thought Paul Heyman just counting the win at one night stand yeah but then Hebner gets smashed again for good measure by the Undertaker oh yeah both men go down intentionally as well that's a D that's a DQ, isn't it? No, no. So you're thinking of the second ref. We haven't got to that bit yet. So this is where Undertaker goes to oh, clothesline him in the corner see. and then twats El Hebner right. again. Okay. Both men then go down. Yep. This is when uh, old Rocky Johnson, well, not Rocky Johnson, that's his dad, Rocky Maivia, appears. This was so dull because you could see the rock, like, they needed, obviously, the rock to come out because... The, there's nothing going on in the ring they're just match. lying there it's a shit shit match awful so I actually put when he appears my attention returns yeah for a bit yeah uh, then he chases Heyman off because yeah. and this was good and then he takes the headset mm. off him and then he's on commentary yeah I didn't mind that and then The Rock clarifies Heyman's lies because Heyman had said that Brock had confronted yeah. him in the locker room uh, and The Rock got in the people's car left the people's <laughs> arena went up the people's <laughs> highway and that then... really fucking annoying oh I thought that was good <laughs> I yeah thought but that was it's really again good. it's the whole Oh, never mind. So just to move on. It's and then the awful. first thing the rock says, Heyman should walk by the people's salad, <laughs> which is a kid. Uh, Heyman had earlier said that the rock left in the people's car, etc. Mm-hmm. So that explains why the rock did that. Taker then grabs a steel chair, but Triple H stops him using it and clotheslines him to the floor again. Yeah, of course. A crappy brawl outside ensues until Taker hits a big boot to the rock. I thought which... JR might call it a slobber knocker at that point. Brilliant. But alas, he didn't. No, we didn't. I don't think we got any slobber knockers no, in this one. No, I always think when I hear the word slobber knocker, my brain goes somewhere slightly different. But it, oh, when Jr. Okay. when Jr. <laughs> says it, it's fine. If if the King was saying it, I've got questions. Yeah. The one thing, because I actually rewound it, and I don't know why I rewound anything in this match, but um, when Undertaker then booted the Rock, I wanted to see how obvious the setup for it was. Mm-hmm. And you can see the Rock is looking out the peripheral of his eye as he's leaning more and more forward over oh, the table, so Taker can reach him with right. his boot. Uh, the Rock absolutely kills Carlos Cabrera yes. on the Spanish announce table. Nice little lap dance. Yep. I mean, it's worst ones to get, I guess, if you're Carlos. Yeah, it's all right. 
Uh, the Rock then comes back out of nowhere, returns fire with right hands, but mm-hmm. he hits Triple H with the chair accent instead of instead of Taker. Yeah, and we see the blade job of the night. So this is what I so I said. Obviously, he's bleeding. This is a blade, right? Hundred percent. Cool. Hundred percent. I like to job. now identify these. Yeah. Yeah. No. Do they still do them now? I know. Uh, obviously, WWE we have a lot of bleeding, but now, so now is the bleeding. Real? Well, I saw someone bleed on SmackDown mm-hmm. this past week. I don't know if you saw any of the highlights. Well, it's only one person boy, I'm thinking of. Oh. LA Knight had oh, a bloody face. I didn't see that. I saw Becky Lynch, but... Oh, okay. Um, oh, that was from the mouth, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Oh, so that could be a, that like could a be squeezy... A, a jolly job. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't like how I said that either, to be fair. But, yeah, this one was definitely a blade. Oh, uh, okay. 100% a blade. Especially when it was like so perfect like down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, a neat cut. Um, also, just for facts, yeah, um, Triple H was thirty-three. I'm bringing the ages here, but I also didn't mind that because I was like, he's got a lot of wear and tear. <laughs> why, why are you smiling at me like that? I'm just thinking about you just imagining banging the ever-loving shit out of him. No, I just I, that that note has been saved from when I said how old the Undertaker was, and I just I'm just going to tell you at some point how well, old that's he what was. We could do. You could be getting uh, rallied uh, by Triple H, and then I could be uh, like banging Molly Holly, and then just oh be high five in the middle. Stop. Like, no, well, this is the angle that you seem to be taking with these. No, that I didn't say anything. I just said he was 33. Yeah, he's a year younger than me, which mm. really makes me sad. He's too younger than me, but he looks a lot yeah. older, so it's fine. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, at least. He's and also, had, it was back then. He's Obviously, had a prime. he's I've, not younger than us now. True, but he's had a prime. I've not had one of them. Give over. No, I, I mean, uh, it just makes me sad. I need to work harder in the new year. <laughs> so, yeah. Then we, I've, I've, I've completely lost where we are. New here, ref no. comes out. Yeah, yeah, that's it. New ref comes out. Uh, Take then hits the last ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ref's still down. Nick Patrick is the second ref he runs oh, in. Is this the one that gets punted? Yep. Uh, but again, he only counts the two. So, just mm-hmm. for the shits and giggles take her plants him with the right hand and the he match sells should it. be finished he sells it like a damsel fainting oh that's so stupid but, the, but we should be finished that's yeah, a but DQ he, did, he didn't have the ability to call for a DQ anyway it's honestly stupid I mean it would have ended in the same same well, end result yeah, realistically uh, second ref goes flying the rock unloads on taker once more and then hits a rock bottom of course he does everyone's down and Triple H slowly, and I cannot stress enough slowly. Why has he got his arm in the air though the whole time? Keep your arm down and use it to crawl. His arm was up because the he's whole he's selling time. the fact he's fucked. Honestly, put your arm down, use it to army crawl. You're fine. He then very slowly goes to cover the biker. Get oh, on with the slowest count. Ever. Ref count is even slower. Yeah. And the kick out nearly caused me to cry. Legitimate tears. I yeah. want this to be done. I'd literally put this is the slowest match of my life. Yep. Please even slower than Hogan match. This mess. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, Weird. for sure. Weird. Pedigree then hits, but the ref is now again completely unaware for some reason. He's now facing the wrong way. Doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And you know we talk about the refs being not good mm-hmm. in terms of not seeing anything. Uh, maybe don't play the music. Yeah. When Rock came out, if you're some out, like yeah. oh, I wonder who that is. Yeah. But it gets worse later on. We are coming to the tail end, mercifully, on this one. Taker with the 408th low blow of the evening. Rolls up Triple H with a handful of tights. Oh, yeah. Painfully, painfully slow count again, but mercifully, this one is over as The Undertaker retains by pinfall. That's a very tight roll-up, that was. We almost saw what he had on underneath his pants. Probably smell what he had for breakfast as well from that angle. Taker then starts... 
Yeah, sorry. I'll jump in when I get to when you get to the point okay. I've got. Taker starts gobshiting at the rock. Yeah. Who's still on the entranceway, who returns and hits the people's elbow. But he forgot he didn't have an elbow patch on. And he goes to pretend oh, no, And he, he went to take it he went to like sorry, go as if he's gonna take it off and then he's like, Oh, take my shirt off. But I think that might be intentional because he would pretend to throw yeah. it off even if he didn't have one. It was it just made me chuckle. What I thought was funny was, and I didn't know that this in life, so I need mm. to work out what my finisher would be. Because okay. apparently, if you hit a finisher move on anyone, your music just starts playing. Oh. So the rock hits a people elbow, rock's music plays. Oh god, yes it does, doesn't it? Yep. Yes. Pedigree to the rock. Triple, Triple H's, H's music. music and I wish they'd have just left it at that, yeah. to be fair. I wish they hadn't done any of this. <laughs> And then the choke slams Triple H and Taker's music plays. This whole thing has been the drizzling shits. I put, when that was happening, I hope Lesnar comes out at the end. An F5. Because that would have been brilliant. But I think it also was I was ready for it to be finished. Yeah, I think for me it was massively overdone. I think I just wanted someone to like call an end to it. I, the, sh- the show... Okay, so we know what we both thought of the match. Yes. Boring, not good, yes. long, stop it. What did you think of the show? Where does it grade on the 10? Ooh. I did, I mean, I did quite enjoy it. It's just that last match really drained the life out of me. Mm. I enjoyed the Hogan match more, far more than that last match, which yep, surprised me. Um, and Lesnar and Tess was my match really? of the night. Definitely, for me too. Yeah. Definitely. Um it's hard because you've got some really good ones and then some really not good ones that really bring it down for me. I think we will go with a five and a half. I was going to be slightly more generous and say six because I don't agree with half pointing and five seems a little bit too harsh. That's why I can't go five. If we're So if we're doing no half points, then yes, I would have you to go You do whatever six. scoring system you like. But it's just a shame. But I really, really enjoyed the test match. Yeah, I thought all the matches in the King of the Ring were actually good. Yeah. Uh, everything else. Always happy watching RVD. Yeah. I didn't mind the hurricane match. Uh, it had more... There there was much more to give, but I, th- I didn't mind it purely because of who it is. Yeah, I think it was the commentary that really just took me out of yeah. on that one. The women's match I didn't like. Yeah, again, again for the same reason. Commentary, and then... Eddie just, and Flair under-delivered. Yeah. And the main event was awful. That yeah. was... For me, mm-hmm. believe it or not, I think that was a worse watch for me, that main event, than the Hogan-Michaels match. Oh, wow, okay. Because that at least has some... There's a backstory. There's a story behind yeah. it, whereas this was just a shit wrestling yeah. match. Um, and yeah, if it was up to me, I'd give it a six. Okay. But there was some definitely some good moments yeah. in this match, and it's still in the, the sweet spot for me as a, a yeah. fan growing up, yeah, which I like. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I guess that is the end of this That's episode. It. But I mean, yeah. before we sign off, we've got to do the usual oh, gosh, yeah. bits and pieces with the socials. So yes. if you wouldn't mind uh, confirming that. Um, if anyone wants to ping an email over, wintwicepod at gmail.com, Instagram, wintwicepod, YouTube, wintwicepod, TikTok. <laughs> we are all over the We're all over the place. <laughs> and uh, YouTube seems to be doing quite well. We hit, uh, I think we'd set a, well, the guy who's managing it for mm-hmm. us, um, not going to call out his name because he's getting too many shout outs. Uh, <laughs> he's doing a very good job. He's doing a very good job, he is, he really is. I'm also continue. very grateful that some things I've said have not made it into little shorts. 
also, I will say that he's also keeping a load in his back pocket oh, in God. case he needs content at a later <laughs> date. Um, but I think you're the one the clips that you're in are great, to be honest. But he set a target of trying to get 50 by mm-hmm. the end of the year, and we did really well. We over-exceeded that. Yeah. Well, we over-exceeded it. Well, that's a good choice of wording. But we hit, I think, 69 before. Of course it was. It, it was. It genuinely was as well. Cheeky 69. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe later. Um, oh and then we got... I think we're at 85 so far at the moment, yeah. so it seems to be doing quite well. And some of the videos have, have yeah. taken off, which is nice. So the next couple of episodes are going to be a little bit different mm-hmm. for different reasons. One I'm excited about, another I'm not excited I'm about. I'm excited about both. Okay. Um, so the next episode, we're going to be doing, I say a live recording of it, mm-hmm. so we'll be watching the show in person at the same time yes we may be drinking we will be drinking absolutely and i think it will be very interesting to see how oh, it unfolds God. Uh, i'm just gonna end up as a mess <laughs> oh great absolutely fine by me um and it will be for a show that we saw in person because it'll be interesting to discuss it'll be the good whole... to me to remember some of it yeah so i think i've actually watched it back since we were there once but this was not no, long see, after I've it happened not, i've not watched it back so it will be uh, AEW All and our In. first non, well, non WWE yes. watch, watch review. I didn't even think of that. I mean, we've had ECW, well, but yeah, it was but under WWE's guys. Really so yeah. yeah, it's the first, first non... non- that's interesting oh, yeah. isn't yeah. it yeah so we'll be watching that live so that we next weekend's uh, upload mm-hmm. and then we'll be starting a, a new journey so excited so as we know that she might have mentioned it a few times Holly doesn't <laughs> particularly care for things that look watching old stuff that look old yeah. quote unquote old um, so we are going to be going not right back but we're going to be going way back into the old time machine and going to watch the granddaddy of them all from the very beginning mm-hmm. so we're going to be doing a little series i say little series it's not it's little a at all. long series massive we're going to be doing march through the manias yeah starting all the way back at wrestlemania one so to give holly a little bit of a break because there are some wrestlemanias that obviously holly will enjoy as we get into will the later I? era oh, definitely later ones absolutely yeah. you might struggle with the first 15 oh, but jesus <laughs> Fifteen. No, you. Oh. I think you will struggle genuinely up until about nine. Oh lordy! Just because of the type of the match structures were different back then. But I think when we start to get into the Shawn Michaels Bret Hart era, yeah. you'll start to get into it more. Okay. It was it was different. The well, Hulk. Good. Yeah, some of it was. <laughs> the Hulk Hogan era will be where you'll struggle. Oh, God. Okay. But to be nice to Holly, so yeah. it's not just one main year after the other main no. year after the other. We're going to split it out, so we'll do, like I said, the first mm-hmm. one will be obviously WrestleMania 1, we'll cover that. The following episode will be a show of my choosing Yes, because I chose this one. This one, and the AW was a joint. we agreed on that yeah. one, didn't we? So then I'll pick the next show after WrestleMania 1. Please don't pick something old if we're watching I will do my best one. not to, just for the contrast. <laughs> oh, look, like as close to 2000 onwards, onwards as possible, uh, that was my That was my intention okay, anyway. Good, good. So, um, Otherwise I will have a drink problem. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'll, I'll be there to <laughs> and a Freddo problem. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll then um, alternate between the WrestleMania journey yeah. and other shows. But this will be Holly's first experience at mm. watching old WrestleManias. Yes, and it will. Old footage. Yes. And I'm very excited. Mm, any any do. final messages before we sign off pray for me thoughts and prayers for holly uh if you could be so kind but yeah hopefully you've all enjoyed uh this episode yeah uh, i've had a blast had a lovely time had a lovely time, lovely time. nice it seems to be in the sweet spot of about two hours to two and a half hours yeah, seems to be spot. how these shows go obviously the next one will be just the length of the show 
Because well, we're yeah, doing it live. True. So that'll be even longer, Come I think, on. in theory. But yeah, hopefully everyone's had a good time and you will all tune in for episode number nine next week. Take care. Oh, bye. bye.